This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Franchise Tag. I'm your host, Eric, joined alongside Chris. Chris, how are we doing, man? Not bad. Not bad. Not bad? Could be better, but not bad. I mean... I mean, if we're going to start the show every week being bad, I mean, how can we move forward? Exactly. You know? so we, ha- we have to bear down. You got to, yeah, you got to, you got to just keep moving. I've just learned to find comedy in things and uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, week seven is officially in the books. We're on to week eight this week. Um, officially wrapped up last night with the Patriots and the Jets, that ab- abysmal matchup. And people actually put money down on that game, which is very ridiculous to even think about. Um, people actually thought the Jets would cover the spread as if... That was a reasonable thing, but we'll get into that game. <laughs> there's, um, there's a video, I don't know if you saw it, some, from a Jets fan, and he was talking, and he goes, I feel bad for Tom Brady because he's got like all these years left to face this Jets defense. And <laughs> and the comment was, I want to find this guy after the game. <laughs> <laughs> what, that one was that? Last night. Last I'm, night? I'm going to see if I could if I could pull it up. Yeah, I, pull it I up. know I had it. It was that. so funny. I don't even remember that. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, oh, so here I, it is. If you want me to play yeah, it, yeah, yeah, let me know. Put it, play on the mic. I do not want Tom Brady to retire. I want him coming to MetLife Stadium tonight, next year, and the year after, so he can deal with this Jets defense Whoa! for three more years. Because here's what comes up: J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh no! <laughs> I saw that, and literally, like they posted it again. Because of what the score was by half, and they're like, "I'm gonna find this guy after the game." <laughs> oh no! Yeah, one of my buddies went to the Jets game last night in MetLife, and uh, he ended up having to leave our film editing class early so he can catch the train to head over there. And I texted him as soon as like the first two touchdowns happened, or like the touchdown on the field goal, and I'm like, "This is gonna be a long night for you." Oh yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I know." And he's one of those people that doesn't leave the game until it hits zero. Wow. Um, Good for him. Have you ever been one of those people that's like, "I'm not leaving until the game's over," I'm or not, are I, you like, "If it's bad, I'll head out." I guess it, it, there's a lot of factors that come into it. If the weather's kind of crappy or, you know, if I have, like, work the next morning or something, I'll leave early if it's a blowout. But We did that with the Yankees game. Yeah, but typically, um, yeah, but the Yankee game, it was, like, 19-1. to 1. Yeah. Like, there's no shot of them coming back. And it's also annoying to go through the subway and then back to the exactly. train and so the bus. Or, it's it's yeah, not fun for that either. But, I mean, I, I, I typically like to stay because you paid for the seats. You might as well get all of it out like everything out of that but they're, they're pretty cheap seats we're in the bleachers because it's the jets yeah well, no, no, oh I you're mean, talking about the, mean, yankees the yankees game yankees. oh yeah those were cheap those what are did, what are jets prices for tickets right now like what were they for that game probably like 50 bucks if i had to take a guess you think so probably like just for like a like high up probably yeah that's not too bad i guess no it's not, not so i think it would be appropriate right now to start getting into some league news since let's go breaking news just happened right before we began recording so we'll talk about that first and make our way down uh, breaking news, the 49ers and the Broncos finalize a trade that will send wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders and a 2020 fifth-round pick to the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for a 2020 third- and fourth-round picks to Denver. Um, in, in seven starts this season, Sanders has caught 30 passes for 367 yards and two touchdowns. Sanders is 32 years old, is in the final year of his three-year $33 million contract, and is set to become an unrestricted free agent in March. So this could potentially be a one-year rental for the 49ers if they're not feeling Emmanuel Sanders. But honestly, I like Emmanuel Sanders on the 49ers. Even if he's 32, doesn't matter to me because the way he came back from that Achilles tear 
It's like it didn't even happen. You know, usually Achilles yeah. tears, like, that takes years off of your career. And being at 32, that could potentially mean retirement within the next year if you don't recover properly. People usually end up on injured reserve the following year, even if they've been fully recovered, because maybe there's tweaks every now and mm-hmm. then. But Emmanuel Sanders is now in the 49ers. Um, all the 49ers had to give up was a third and a fourth for next year's draft. Uh, who won the trade? What do you think of this trade overall? I mean, I didn't see Emmanuel Sanders going to the 49ers, but I, if you remember last week when we were watching the uh, Thursday night game, I said, because you know, we were talking about Cortland Sutton, and we were saying he really started to impress us. And I was saying, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they trade Sanders and try to build around Sutton because Sanders has, you know, they, they, they are not doing well. They're struggling in terms of the team. So I was like, they might try to trade and get some picks or some players to really help up that team. And uh, that's exactly what they did. So in terms of the trade, I kind of saw it coming. Um, But I feel like the 49ers, this is big because they obviously are undefeated. So they're doing something right. But their offensive production in terms of receiving has been not great. And this is a big help for them. So I feel like... I feel like it kind of helps both. It helps the purpose. It fills both roles for both. I feel like the 49ers needed that help at, uh, at receiver, and I feel like the the uh, Broncos really needed that help to boost up that roster by getting those picks. So I feel like it should benefit. Just Also, we got to wait and see what those picks are, that they, who they get with them. Well, I think a, a big factor into how their wide receivers aren't producing as much is that they have such a great run game right now, probably one of the best in the league at the moment. It's just crazy how they brought Tevin Coleman back as if he never left. I thought yeah. it would... I thought he would kind of just be, you know, one of those pickups where maybe they wanted to play it safe and it just didn't work out. But they brought him back, and he got 20 carries over Breida's eight against the Redskins this weekend. So that just goes to show you how much confidence, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan has in him. And, again, they've worked together previously. We mention it all the time. And um, you know how coaches love doing that. They Mm -hmm. love bringing in people they know how to work with and they know how to do that with Tevin Coleman. I feel like he's not even like a 20 – you know, carries type of guy, but the way they're utilizing him, he could be. Well, that's the thing. In Atlanta, he was not. The only year he did that was the year last year because Freeman was out. Freeman was hurt, yeah. That's he the did, only. He did really well. Yeah, and that's the only reason he did it. Before that, he was never that kind of guy. So it's interesting to see him play that kind of role because he's never really been that lead back. He's more of been, you know, the guy that kind of fills in, goes in for the passing game. He's more of that sub, which watching him for the few years he was with Atlanta, he definitely had the potential to do well and be a great lead back but um I just feel like Freeman was more that big body kind of took the contact and and bounced off people where Coleman was more that that speed back where you got him a a hole and he took off yeah um the other thing with this backfield is it's so deep and we mentioned I mean they're gonna have Jarek McKinnon for about another year with that contract so I think if they could bring him and get him involved somehow that would be even more dangerous but what I find weird is that when Jimmy Garoppolo first came on the scene and um, wasn't it wasn't really like coming up as if no one knew because he got signed and uh, right after he had his five-game stretch after um, CJ Beathard was out but prior to that when he got traded I think it was only for a second round pick or something like that from the Patriots and he was backing up their usage with Kittle Juszczyk, Pierre Garçon, Marquise Goodwin, Trent Taylor. I feel like they were much more involved in the offense at that point in time, and they were very, very good at the time because of how much, you know, I feel like you could spread it out with those guys evenly. Yeah. And, you know, the following year or the year after that, which is is this year, I think, it's just weird that it's primarily based on the backfield. I can't really gauge 
how Cal Shanahan likes to coach because I could because I could see him have a really good game plan for the passing game. I just never expected him in the running game to figure it out with guys that aren't considered number one running backs. Yeah, and the fact that you know you bring in Emmanuel Sanders now that'll open things up definitely. But what confuses me also is that you draft Debo Samuel, yeah, and Dante Pettis. Don't get those guys involved. You still have Marquise Goodwin, who's been a reliable target for a very long time now. George Kittle is always involved in the offense. He got off to a slow start, but a lot of his touchdowns were called back, so he is involved to to a lot of the extent of what the offense can offer for him. And then there's this backfield, like I mentioned before, and it's weird how you. I consider that a, a pretty major upgrade from what they had. Pierre Garcon was up in age at the time. Mm-hmm. I think he's out of the league now. Yeah, he is. And they were getting those guys involved, and now it's kind of weird that you bring in young guys with potential talents and they've been a little bit of a disappointment. I mean, maybe it's the play calling, not too sure, but bringing in Emmanuel Sanders, that definitely gives a big boost. But how much of an impact, and I only mention all this for a reason, and I want to bring it back full circle, how does this impact their offense moving forward? Do they continue doing what they've been doing before or do they drastically change everything now that Emmanuel Sanders is on the lineup? Like I, I honestly, to me, I don't know if it makes a huge difference. I like the name on the team, but I don't know if this has much of a difference from what they were doing previously. Yeah, I mean, it puts them in a tough predicament, kind of, because you know, they like you mentioned, they've been running, and that's kind of been their game plan on offense. And as I mentioned before, they're undefeated, so they're doing something right. So their defense has been playing great, phenomenal. Their it's offense awesome can run the ball, and that's working for them. So I feel like. By adding Sanders, yes, that sh- you should find a way to incorporate him into that offense in some way, but I don't think you need to dramatically change everything you've been doing. I think keep their identity that they have, which has been running, and that's really working for them, but now the the benefit of having Sanders on there is that if that run game is not working the way that Shanahan wants it and they're not really keeping up with the score, they're behind or something, now they have that guy that they know, that reliable guy that they could throw to and really get back in the game with. What do you think about a third and fourth being sent just for him? Do you think that's reasonable considering his age and where he's at contract-wise and you know how he was being used in Denver? Or I'm not even sure, too sure what to think about it. It's It looks just about right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a not... A third and a fourth, that's still a lot. I would have expected like a third and maybe only a fourth. I don't even know. But yeah, you know, I mean, it's, trading in the NFL is all over the place. It's crazy. I think it's. I don't think it's bad. No, I think, not at all. I think anything earlier than a third, it would have been like, well, maybe this was they. They really, really were in desperate need of him. But I think a third and a fourth is. I think that's respectable. The thing is with the Niners, I get how their defense is great, and they've been building that for years, mm-hmm. very, very quietly. They've been up in the draft for many years. I yeah. mentioned this a lot with you. They've slowly but surely been drafting very, very good players. Mm-hmm. Their their names just aren't as out there as everyone else around the league who is a prominent defensive player, but. In my opinion, that third and fourth com- could come back to bite them because that's already going into next year. And I know they're riding high on being – they're 6-0, and right, because of the bye? Yes. They're riding high on that. And I understand how great they've been playing, but they have a pretty tough schedule coming up. And if things go downhill from there, that could take a drastic to- toll on the team. And I'm, I don't mean to talk down to the 49ers. I, I love this team. I've loved them since Jimmy Garoppolo came around. I think he fit the scheme very well. Kyle Shanahan needed that young quarterback to work with. He got him. He almost got Kirk Cousins, but he ended up with Jimmy Garoppolo, which I think he has even more leverage on with him than Kirk Cousins does. But 
if this takes a turn, do you think they'll regret giving up those two picks? Because, again, this could be a one-year rental for Emmanuel Sanders and you gave up a third and a fourth. Clearly, it kind of looks like they might you know, pick up because, uh, what, he's unrestricted, but he had the three-year contract. So they might look back to re-sign him maybe for on a veteran's minimum deal. I mean, you years. would hope. There's, otherwise, giving up those draft picks was for nothing. I know. It sounds ridiculous that you would do that because, honestly, in baseball, they do that a lot. Like, you'll give yeah. up some stuff but then, but not worry about the outcome of it. When it comes to football, I think he's definitely going to get re-signed, but I'm just thinking about the deal. Is it a one-year, two-year deal? Probably for like 15 mil, half of what he's getting paid now from that three-year deal? Yeah. Maybe I, a little less because cause that's three years, $33 million. I'd say the max he gets is a two. I, I think a realistically two? he's going to get a one, but I think I the think max he yeah. gets is a two. Definitely. And a third and a fourth. And, again, that's another year you got to ride on with him and hope that third and fourth was very much worth it. I don't know. I love Emmanuel Sanders right now because mm-hmm. of the way he recovered from the Achilles injury. Looks like it never happened. Uh, I think I mentioned that before. Yeah. And how great he looked at the beginning of the season versus the drop that was taken and now that Cortland Sutton's involved with the Denver um, offense even more than what Emmanuel Sanders was at the beginning. I think that's good for Broncos and the Niners to part ways because Cortland Sutton is a really, really good player, and mm-hmm. I think he's starting to show that. He was very um, hyped coming out of the draft, but his first year wasn't really a, a massive impact, but now he's starting to get some more looks. And I think that offense that Emmanuel Sanders will be in, he's going to start getting some of the looks he's been waiting for and then like double it. So I think this could be very, very dangerous. Um, I like the I like the trade, but... You know, uh, we'll have to. We're gonna have to see what happens with the 49ers going into next week. Anyway, moving on here, hold let's on, talk about wait, what, what, one whoa. one thing that uh, obviously with them bringing in Emmanuel Sanders, but something else to note that just came up was the 49ers are six and zero, and very very soon they're gonna be getting. I mean, they got Sanders. They're gonna be getting Joe Staley back, Mike McGlinchey, and their Kyle Juszczyk. Lesser lineman, right? McGlinchey. Yeah, they and, just drafted him like a year or two ago. Yeah, and Kyle Juszczyk, they still don't have them. Like, they're not playing with them right now, and they're still doing this. That's crazy. So, I know uh, Juszczyk, I think, just I got love hurt. Juszczyk, I think though. he just got hurt, so it wasn't too long they've been playing without him. But two of their offensive linemen and their run game is still the way it is. That's crazy. Yeah. That's. They're, like, loaded in the weirdest way. Yeah, they, <laughs> they are. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Um, yeah, before I move on here, because good, good thing uh, you stopped me, because. The 49ers were involved in trade talks. They ended up getting them. The Saints were involved. The Panthers were involved. And the Packers as well. For Sanders? Yeah. Wow. I think the Packers, they're, they're, they missed out yeah. because of the way they're looking at right now. You could tell Aaron Rodgers. He may like Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He looks like he's getting annoyed with Geronimo Allison. He looks like he gets a little bit annoyed with Marquez Valdez-Scantling too. Devontae Adams isn't back. Jimmy Graham is dropping balls left and right. He has a good game every couple games Yeah, when he really wants to show up when he feels like it. And you have Aaron Jones missing passes out of the backfield. I mean, oh, mind, was... mind you, he redeemed himself this week. He and We'll did. get into that later. That was bad. Jamal Williams is reliable. But you, re- you begged for a guy like Alan Lazard to be put in the game. That just goes to show you, you, you should put something on the line to at least go get Emmanuel <laughs> yeah. Sanders. For whatever you got to do. I mean, who knows what they were offering. Uh, obviously, the Niners had some leverage because they were giving a third and a fourth. I assume the Packers were being more lenient with it, and they probably yeah. only offered like a fourth, fifth. Yeah. And I, I think they just lost the deal. Well, because the difference is that the uh, the 49ers, as we said, this is an addition where I feel like for the Packers, it would have been a temporary fix. Because when they're all healthy, I un- understand You know, Emmanuel Sanders is a great addition to any team. He's a great receiver. But I just feel like, you know, you have 
you have uh, Devontae Adams, who's not been in, and then the same thing, like like we just mentioned, there's injury issues at the receiving position. So I feel like you then run into a situation where they're not going to offer a third and a fourth round pick because they don't know if he's even going to be on the roster next year. Yeah. Whereas for the 49ers, there's a high likelihood he's going to be on the roster next year based on him being an addition, not just kind of like a temporary fix. Why would the Saints even need to have Michael Thomas at the... Like, I'm not Michael Thomas. <laughs> what am I talking about? Emmanuel Sanders. I was thinking about Michael Thomas because I'm like, they have Michael Thomas. But what would they need? What would they have any usage for Emmanuel Sanders right now? I feel like they're fine right now. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to get some leverage on teams right yeah, now. Get, it, it get a guy like Emmanuel Sanders in there. Honestly, but, what I feel like at that point in terms of the Saints is, you know, the past two years they've gone out unfortunate in the playoffs, and I feel like realistically in their head just like many football fans are thinking that there's a good chance the Saints will make the Super Bowl and you got to look at pick it right now I think we finally get to see him in the Super Bowl not the Rams yeah and you and you gotta you gotta look at it as you think about it if they can get leverage and they can stack up they have to go against the Patriots most likely everybody's assuming yeah. the Patriots are going to be in it oh they are so you you think one way Don't is think okay otherwise. we need to they have a great defense. We need to load up on offense then so we can take it. Or you think the other way where as a, a good head coach or a good GM might think is that the Patriots have a an opportunity where they like to go after veteran wide receivers. If we get him before they do, we're in front. You get what I'm saying? I think that's a good transition to the next trade we're going to be talking yes, about right now. Is. Which is the Patriots and the Falcons finalized a trade this morning that sent wide receiver Mohamed Sanu to the New England Patriots in exchange for a 2020 second-round pick. In seven starts this season, Sanu caught uh, 33 passes on 42 targets for 313 yards and one touchdown. Sanu is 30 years old. He's in the fourth year of his five-year $32.5 million contract and stands to make a base salary of $6.5 million next season. What do you think of this trade? considering that you are a Falcons fan. And I was pretty shocked because I woke up and found out. So did I. Um, and I'm just like, what is happening? And I thought it was fake because, you know, when you're disoriented yeah. when you first wake up, you're just like, oh, I'm dreaming. See, but no, it happened. I There were rumors he was on the trade block. Yep. I was not blind. I realized there was a possibility he was going to get traded. Um, I liked him. I, I honestly did. But I feel like this is kind of the same scenario what happened with Taylor Gabriel, where he just wasn't fitting into the offense, he doesn't mean he wasn't a good receiver. I like Mohamed Sanu, though. But, but but what I'm saying is, like the the numbers you put up, they're not bad. But like he's he's they're not what he they're usually does. He's not getting utilized. I mean, you don't watch all the Falcons games, so you wouldn't know off the top of your head. But I think the most targets he's gotten in a game is like seven or eight. So I mean, obviously his usage went down it, after Ridley came into the mix. Yes, and that's who do you have at slot now? And that's uh, they have Russell Gage, I believe, is their next guy. Um, he's played. I mean, I don't know anything. I, don't <laughs> I think, see his name on the field a lot. Yeah, he he plays, but nothing's happening. <laughs> no, he, he's he's nothing crazy. Like, but what the way I'm looking at it is, I'm just assuming that he really wasn't being utilized the way that with Dirk Cutter's offense. So they were kind of like, you know, he's got one more year. I'm assuming they weren't going to bring him back, so they figured why not, you know, try to get something out of him, but. What I'm not happy with is, I mean, I'm not happy that he left. I liked him a lot, but what I'm not happy with is they, I feel like the Patriots got it off easy. Oh, yeah, they did. Because they just gave up a second round pick. And in my head, the Falcons don't draft well. So no. I would rather pull a player. I've, we, we were texting about this earlier. 
I would have rather taken like an edge rusher or like an offensive lineman or something in that situation that would immediately help that we know and we see footage from them in the NFL of what they're going to perform at. Because a lot we've been drafting these edge rushers and offensive linemen in the past, and they're really not paying off. So it's kind of like clearly there's a disconnect between what we see with them in college and then when they transition to the NFL, whether that's the Falcons organization not utilizing them right or you know they, just bad scouting, whatever it is. Uh, but they're just not doing well. I mean, we got to wait and see what that pick ends up being because going back, like I mentioned before we started, Deion Jones was a second-round pick, and he's an, a great linebacker. So there is potential to get a, still a great player out of the second round, but I just feel like I would have rather players over a pick. I threw some names out there earlier over text, and that was kind of just out of the blue. I mean, the guys I, I named were Shelton and Jamie Collins. Those guys are pretty much their first strings right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of their positions. So I think you probably would have had to give up a little more. But what's a little more than already a second? I mean, we're not giving up first here. No. But maybe like a future, like 2021 third-round pick. And, yeah. Like, uh, and maybe another second or something like that to get one of those guys. Just getting a second, though, considering your draft history, um, I would have probably tried to go for a player as well, considering the place you're at right now. Um, I mean, I would almost throw in the towel from where you're at right now. Yeah, no, I agree. Considering the record that the Falcons have at the moment and how they've been playing and yeah. what's to come from now because their main guy, Matt Ryan, is injured at the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's from what, where they're at now. Like I mentioned before, that's going to take a turn for the worse even more so than where it's at now. Um, and, yeah, you probably could have maybe signed that guy to a deal. What's weird is the Falcons are good at signing, just not good at drafting. Well, but that's the other thing is that we've brought in some some names in the past in terms of like relatively decent names. Yeah, like Sanu came in from the Bengals. Exactly. We had Alex Mack that we brought in. Taylor Gabriel came in. He wasn't really big at the time, but Alex Mack was a big addition. From the Browns, right? Yeah. So, um, like those are just off the top of my head. Um, just what kills me is that in the, uh, in the offseason, there were so many good free agents. And, like, the Falcons did nothing. Neither did the Colts, and they have the highest salary cap in the league. Yeah, but, but what like, I can't speak for the Colts, but I know from in terms of the Falcons, they never bring big-name guys in. They'll never no, do it. No, they never do And that. it's kind of, it gets frustrating because it's like every year you have all these players that you can sign, and it's just kind of like, I get it. You want to build within. You, you, you obviously like what you saw. And over the past couple of years, they weren't doing bad. They had winning records. They made playoffs, made a Super Bowl. They weren't doing bad, so they figure, all right, we can work what we have within. It's not like we're a team that's falling apart that needs to fully rebuild. Now I feel like that's different. But you think, you should, you think the Falcons should rebuild at this point in time? I think that they need to really, yeah, I, I believe so. I think what, For the contracts that are out there, I wouldn't say rebuild entirely. No, not but entirely. Get rid of a lot of people yes, yes, right that's, now. That's what I'm saying. Like get rid of the, try the to core get guys. as many picks as you can right now. Well that's the thing. The core guys, like, you know, you have Julio who just got a contract. You got Freeman who's on a contract. Matt Ryan. You got him for a little um, while longer. Yeah. Grady Jarrett. Deion Jones is rumored to be getting another contract. Freeman got paid. He's out here throwing punches. Yeah, so so I mean there there's some base guys that I would say to stick around. There's probably like a handful that I would say to work around with. Mm-hmm. But then everybody Enough. else either you know, really put a lot of time and effort into training them and getting them to the position that you want them at. Or if you don't see much potential, try trading some players and, and getting people that you've seen potential from and you, you want to bring in and think will really fit the way the organization works and will get us some wins. The Falcons may be the most interesting NFL team to me in terms of what they have and what they're coming up with 
makes no sense. You know what teams yeah. would do to get their hands on a wide receiver like Julio Jones? You have no idea that he's considered to be a number one. Like, if you were to list the top five wide receivers, he probably is number one. If you were to ask five people, probably four to the five, maybe even five out of five. Yeah, because of in terms of size, you know, speed, and route running, route running, everything. Like, he's literally a Madden like cheat code. Yeah, and yeah. people would kill for that. Matt Ryan is a stable quarterback in the league, and that's hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Devontae Freeman is a good running back. You know. Well, I, there's a lot worse out there. Oh, yeah. 100%. And you had Sanu. That's a very viable slot receiver. Yep. You just drafted Ridley in the first round, pre- indicating that your offense is pretty much already set in stone. Yeah. Because a lot of what happens in the first round is a lot of defensive players, quarterbacks, mm-hmm. a very a very good cornerback in the late first round, but you yeah. take a wide receiver. Yeah. And that just meant like, oh, we just need another extra weapon. And we're good everywhere else. Yeah. And you you weren't. And it's just very strange to me how these contracts are being thrown around. You want to keep those guys in-house because of how good they did after the Super Bowl loss. And you made it that far. You think you're going to go back. Super Bowl hangover comes in. Never recover from it. And these guys are still here. It's not like there's trades happening where Julio Jones is on a different team. Yeah. Matt Ryan is, you know, slowly but surely heading out the door. Devontae Freeman is, you know... Maybe he's almost out the door. Who who knows? I like think, maybe they're gonna trade him. I don't know. But you haven't done that. You've tried well, to keep yeah. these people intact. I, I think that the did. the biggest disconnect, honestly, was the like I said, the year that the Super Bowl. It's the I think it was, was the coaching was called. Dan Quinn was was calling the defense similarly to what he's doing right now. You can't do that. Then after that, he gave it to Marquand Manuel, who took over for like two. I think it was two years. He took over, and he had his players, and he was running his system. And then they cleaned house because Quinn was like, okay, now it's, they were saying it's up to you. If something goes wrong, you're basically out of a job. So Quinn basically cut whoever he did not think fit his scheme because they were running a different scheme with a different defensive coordinator. And I feel like, you know, you have guys, um, one guy that comes to mind is Robert Alford. Another guy that comes to mind is Brian Poole. These Ew. two guys were corners for us and they were, you know, Alford was our number two. Brian Poole was a was a slot corner. He would come in Trash. for injuries, whatever. That was what they decided to do. Now they bring in there. There was a bold move because Isaiah Oliver is a, a for a couple whatever second or third round pick two years ago, and uh, he, he hadn't really started ever. And they think, okay, we're gonna throw him in. That has not been panning out well. No. So that is an issue. It's it's that because as you could see each week quarterbacks are throwing all over the Falcons defense. That's because the coverage has had issues because of what I just named, and they're just not generating a pass rush. So they're standing in the pocket for five six seconds. It's so difficult asking any defensive back, even you know the best defensive back in the league. It's hard to ask them to cover and a wide receiver like that for that many seconds. No, you can't. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard. Impossible. You can't do that. So it's it's between the pass rush and that secondary and. What I think they really need to fix is if they can get that second, uh, if they can get that that pass rush down, Isaiah Oliver will be okay. But they need to get that pass rush down now, and anyway, that's the problem. Either way, I think Dan Quinn's out the door, and you're starting from I, scratch with I a new head so. coach. And I think the GM might be out too. Maybe we're we're gonna have to see. But I, I think you're starting from scratch here. I think you have to. You're kind of forced to. The seat's been hot since the summer started. So, um, anyway, um, back to Mohamed Sanu. How do you think he fits in with the Patriots? I feel like any wide receiver name that's remotely decent going to the Patriots, 
they just look ten times better than they actually do. Yeah, well, I mean, they have. I would imagine he'd be a relatively decent impact because they've had Edelman, Gordon's been out. They had Dorsett in, and I feel like Sanu's better than Dorsett. And they have Jacoby Myers. He's yeah, doing pretty and I, well. I, so I feel like Sanu was better than them. So I feel yeah. like he should have an immediate impact. Oh, he's going to for sure. So. Uh, wow, it's just so weird how. You know, he goes from a one and six team to a seven and zero yeah. within the next you know couple hours after the game ended. Not even a day has passed by, and that <laughs> happens. <laughs> and um, really most most of new yeah. man from Jersey, he goes to a team with more dudes from Jersey. Did you see? Uh, so the Jason McCourty and Devin twins, Mc- yeah. the McCordy twins share a Twitter, which is I think is weird. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, they tweeted like, "Oh, we know that guy." It's because they're both from Jersey. They know each other. Yeah, they both played at Rutgers. Um, what uh. What what I found really funny, like I said, you got to find the humor out of things now because if I don't, I'm just gonna be crying every day with about <laughs> football. So uh, there's a tweet, and it was a it was a Belichick, and it said Bill Belichick was just disgusted that they won like 35 or whatever the hell they won 30 whatever nothing to the Jets. So he said, yeah, we don't have enough. We gotta get another receiver. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> d- take advantage of what you got and roll with it, man. The fact that. Bill Belichick's out there at halftime when they're off, up how, however so many points at halftime to zero, and he's out there yelling at guys, like making them accountable for it. They huddled. Their defense huddled yeah. at one point. Yeah. They were up 24 nothing and they huddled. He was yelling at them. Yeah. Like, what is there? Absolutely ridiculous. Dude's an absolute <laughs> maniac. That dude <laughs> is a maniac. <laughs> what Bill is Belichick. There? I have no what idea. What is there to yell about? You're up 24 nothing. They haven't even given up points. <laughs> I mean, I think he realizes how... how I guess "quote unquote" easy his schedule was up to this point, um, so they're just kind of he's making sure they're all on their toes. Yeah, making sure that they they got away with a mistake, but it's not going to happen when it gets to better competition. Yep. So let's jump into the games. Is there any more league news I missed? I know that was one of the bigger. Tra- those uh, are two or one of the bigger trades that have happened. Yeah, those are probably the today. biggest ones. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll move on with that. Uh, let's jump into the games of Week Seven. Uh, let's start off Thursday night football. Chiefs Broncos. This was a flip back and forth on the TV screen between that and the Yankees Astros uh, game. And uh, what? I don't want to talk about. Uh, we don't because we're, we're a football podcast, so we're talking about football. But I'm, I'm saying, upset. I don't know this game in in too much detail. I just know the biggest news was Pat, was Patrick Mahomes dislocated his kneecap. It was we'll, gross. And will be out for the next three weeks. It was gross. Um, I think it's gonna be more than three weeks. Dislocated kneecap. You can't be messing around with that, especially with their future quarterback and the way he plays yes. scrambling outside the he, pocket he is their future we don't need another rg3 situation happening no and they even said they were gonna give him the biggest contract <laughs> an nfl player has gotten ever that just, this offseason and he's still on his rookie deal that, that just makes me think of like like does that sound like trump would say like we're gonna be the best team ever because we have the best players and we're gonna pay him a lot of money like, yeah <laughs> I, I forgot when exactly he did go out but I, I think knew it was the, I think it was before half. I think before, it was the second quarter. Right before half, Matt Moore comes in. You can't be mad with Matt Moore, dude. He's one of the better backups in the league. He was in the playoffs not too long ago, Dolphins Steelers, and where the Steelers totally dominated them. But didn't they like knock him out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they knocked <laughs> him out that game. That, they yeah. like hit him extremely hard that game. Uh, but Matt Moore comes in, uh, ten for nineteen, hundred seventeen yards and a touchdown. The one touchdown goes to Tyree Kill. Um, I think Tyree Kill. Nope, that was his only touchdown. The other one went to McCole Hardman, um, which Patrick Mahomes had with him. But either way, pa- uh, Matt Moore just finished what Patrick Mahomes started for the most part. He just util- he just utilized the offense the way it should be run. Yeah, I don't think they have anything to be worried about for the next three weeks. It's just a shame that they'll be on prime time 
And it's not Pat Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. I, think I know. They've been planning that out for a very long time. That was a matchup I really wish we could have seen. I think it's going to be weird watching the State Farm commercials as that game goes. Oh, on. yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're Aaron best Rogers friends. And Pat Mahomes. Like they, they, they're literally like they're doing all these commercials. Yeah, like you said, they're doing all these commercials. And, and they're, they're funny. They're pretty. I like them. Their dynamic together is pretty I, funny. I like yeah. them. They have like, what, three, four commercials together? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. There's always a different one whenever it comes back on the screen. <laughs> Um, so I still we talked about this last week. I don't know what to make of this backfield, dude. I think it's in terms of fantasy, I would stay away. But the way they utilize oh, yeah. them, there's really not much going on on the ground. I think that no. changes this week to kind of take pressure off Matt Moore a little bit. But again, their offensive line's been struggling since they lost their best lineman um, last week and a bunch of inactives for that Thursday night uh, for the Monday night game. I mean, um, so this game was looking a little iffy as it started with, but the Chiefs still came out with the win as projected by a lot of people. What do you think of LaShawn McCoy now getting the just the most of the carries and Damian Williams getting three less carries and only seven yards on the ground? I feel like he did that the week before as well. And in the passing game, Darrell Williams gets more yardage. He gets two receptions, five yards. Damian Williams gets two receptions for negative one yards. It's kind of – I don't know what to make of it. It's a little confusing to me. It is. I mean, I think it that – makes me, it makes me a little angry because of the way they utilized Kareem Hunt when he was still on the team. Yeah, was way different than oh, what they're doing right now. Speaking of him, he's activated now. He is activated. Yeah, um, but but I, I, back to the McCoy thing, uh, back to the running back thing. I think McCoy is is starting to really prove that he should be the lead back because if he had only well, the, three more carries than. Uh, Damien Williams, but he's averaging way more. But the week before, Damien Williams got more carries, so it's kind of like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, if if you were to give me an opinion, I would have picked McCoy. I would have picked Shady. I feel like he's just a better running back. But they just have some weird system, and they just decide who they want to play that week. It's honestly whatever Andy Reid wants to do. But in terms of fantasy, stay away from everyone. Oh, yeah, I would, I would not. Get away bother um not much else to touch up on on this game the broncos suck they're yeah. trash yeah they are yeah joe flacco 21 for 32 21 for 34. 34 213 yards no touchdowns no picks still crappy uh royce freeman vultures a touchdown from philip Lindsay. <laughs> i just traded away philip Lindsay. So this is a good sign for me but philip Lindsay still ends up with more carries and one more yard this, <laughs> you, the definition of running back by committee is this backfield one more carry and one more yard? Yep, <laughs> and one touchdown, and they average the same yards per carry almost. Yeah, this is literally running back by committee. Oh yeah, there's a lot of this going on in the NFL right now where you're just kind of splitting carries. It's, yeah, it's, it should person. becoming a thing because you know when you go back, let's say like I, I don't know, like ten years for example, you go back ten years ago, you think of some running backs, or even longer, let's say you go back, you had like Ladanian Tomlinson, Stuck. you had Marshall Falk. Stuff. You know, you had Frank Gore, who was the main back at the time. He was still playing then. Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Adrian Peterson, exactly. You, you have some guys, like, those are just Marshall off the top of my Lynch. head. Exactly. They were known because they took over. Yeah. They would be backs that just took over the whole game. Yeah. You really don't have that anymore. There are backs that will do that. I mean, like, I feel like, you know, Saquon is one of those backs where he gets majority. They're not really putting in Gallman. They will, but it's it's... Not really by committee. It's, it's you know, Saquon gets a break. Todd Gurley's getting less looks. Exactly. It's so weird because we're at the pinnacle of them getting paid, and now it's, like, slowly but surely going away. I know. I, I just feel like it's just the the NFL is just changing. They're, they'd rather – That's so weird. The coaches would rather have two guys and kind of, I guess, not risk – not give them as many touches so that they don't risk as many injuries or as many, you know, burning out in case they get to the playoffs. I don't know. But, it, yeah, within the last couple of years, it's really been a trend to have – 
you know, like a dual threat back. Yeah. Running back committee. Slowly but surely changing. Corlin Sutton, six receptions, 87 yards. Expect more usage coming out of him. Manuel Sanders, five receptions, 60 yards on Sunday. He was notified that he would be on the trading block. Now he's not with the Broncos anymore on the 49ers now. Royce Freeman, four receptions, 32 yards through the air. Very surprising. And the fact yeah. that Philip Lindsay only had negative four yards through the air. Very surprising because <laughs> I feel like he's the better pass catching back. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Royce Freeman slowly but surely coming along to steal that spot again because I expected last year for that to happen. I don't think anyone expected Philip Lindsay, an undrafted no, not guy, to come in and just take over that role. Um, but Philip Lindsay, I think he's very talented. But Royce Freeman, he's showing the third round pick that he is. Um, it's just coming up in losses, unfortunately. Yeah. Noah Fant has done nothing this year. Dude, he's dropped everything. Everything. It's sad. Well, well he th- didn't drop one pass. He got seven yards. What's weird is I don't want to blame him, though, because <sighs> their offense sucks. Yeah. Just I, the way it's structured sucks. So, so you feel that if he was on a team that had a better offense, he'd be doing way better? Listen, him and Hawkinson got drafted in the same draft when they were both on the same team. You know how good you have to be to, yeah, for that to happen? That is crazy. I think people are just forgetting who he is. And listen, on the uh, on the Lions, Darrell Bevel came in as a new offensive coordinator. And it was just TJ Hawkinson by himself. Yeah. Who would you have to share that spot with? No one. No offense. He has to share it with Hireman, Jake Butt, <laughs> all these other guys. Yeah. And when he makes a mistake, he's not going back into play. He's still waiting for Drew Locke to take the starting spot. It's kind of like he's not going to show up for a very long time. Yeah. Anyway, there's better games on the slate, such as, let's jump to the next game, Raiders, Packers. Aaron Rodgers is a stud. He's a bad man. He is a <laughs> bad man. <laughs> Six touchdowns? To his name in this game. He he is the only Packers quarterback in history to have a perfect quarterback rating. That's ridiculous. At the end of a game. That yeah, that's it's ridiculous. And they have they are known for having great quarterbacks. Yeah. And to be the only quarterback in Packers history to do that. Packers move on to six and one after they win against the forty the forty niners. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> the Raiders, forty two to twenty four. The Raiders fall to three and three. Like we mentioned before, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Twenty five for thirty one, four to twenty nine yards, five touchdowns. And one on the ground. Yeah. Ridiculous. One on the ground. Aaron Jones, 12 carries, 50 yards. He redeems himself with a nice catch in the end zone where he was... Over the shoulder. Very covered, over the shoulder, and you couldn't catch a wide open pass the week before. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate you. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, he only had two receptions, but, but it was for 133 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. And a touchdown. So. Well, well, yeah, what was it, like an 80-yard touchdown or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was it was absolutely big ridiculous. One. Jimmy Graham, four receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown. He decided to show up this week. Jay Kumro finally gets in the end zone. I've been waiting for that to happen because Aaron Rodgers has been throwing to him a lot. He was tiptoeing in his Jordans down the sideline. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Aaron Jones gets a touchdown through the air. We met, like we mentioned before, Jamal Williams also gets a touchdown through the air. See, what I find funny is that week seven comes. At, leading up to that, we've been in discussion – is Aaron Rodgers just not playing great? Is it like their offensive coordinator? Is uh, and, and we kind of came to the conclusion that he just didn't need to be himself to win. He, he no. was just going out and, and doing what he had to do to win. He didn't he, have to do that against the Raiders either, though. No, he didn't. Not but, at all. But, but what I'm saying is this is the Aaron Rodgers everybody has been waiting for. Yeah. Seven weeks into the season, he finally showed up. Prior to that, it was just he was just doing, I would say, like the bare minimum, just got the win, and that's all he cared about. He wasn't looking at his stats. He wasn't, which is un, not that he would look at his own stats, but I'm saying, you know, he was one of those guys that would always put up three, four touchdowns, a ton of yards. He would make spectacular plays. You look forward to watching him play, and in the first six weeks of the season, he wasn't really 
doing that too much. No. So this game, I feel like, is just wonderful. This is what everybody's been waiting for. Especially if you have a fantasy, you're just like, oh, thank God. He had like 45 yeah. points. This is what everyone's been waiting for out of Aaron Rodgers, including us, because we've been saying, what's what's going on? Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And yeah, this is what the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers everyone's been waiting for, but don't expect this performance to happen again this year. I think this is just one of his greater games that he's going to have all season. He'll go back to a regular conservative offense next week. Um, it's just weird that they decided to bring him out against the Raiders, yeah. of all things. <laughs> I don't Because I don't know. they easily could have ran the ball with Aaron Jones 20 times if they oh, wanted yeah. to. But they didn't. It was just not in the game plan. Uh, Derek Carr. You know, when they signed Darren Waller last week to a giant contract, it wasn't surprising, I would say, because of how great he's been playing. But you start to notice that that's all they throw to is <laughs> to their tight ends. Yeah. And you're just like, that makes sense. And he's been doing that for a while. He made Jared Cook into a pro bowler. Oh, yeah. He did. So I don't know why we were amazed that this happened. <laughs> no. And Darren Waller absolutely went off this game, right? Both touchdowns, oh, I yeah. think, belonged to him. Yes, he had two. Uh, Foster Moreau also had a touchdown. Yeah, he had two in the air. He only had one drop. And what's weird is Darren Waller should have three touchdowns. Yeah. One of them was called back on a holding call. Yeah. But what's crazy Throw is that... Throw someone else. What's crazy is that he put up those numbers, and Josh Jacobs still... He went over 100 yards. He had 124 yards. And he got hurt. And he got hurt, but like... They're not getting him in the end zone. They're, it's it's just amazing that with them putting up these numbers... I mean, I know that they came out with 24 points, but like when you look at those numbers, you think that they should have been dominating. They should have had more points to be... Having a, a receiver have two touchdowns, 126 yards, and have a running back run for 124 yards. I get he didn't get into the end zone, but that's crazy. Like When you think that a running back has a game like that, you figure it was a good game for that team. Yeah. I mean, overall, they didn't have an awful game. No, they did not. It was just Aaron Rodgers decided he didn't want this game to be close. Yeah, def- definitely not an awful off. game at all. Uh, they got Keelan Doss involved. He was the star in Hard Knocks this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um Foster Moreau, again, just taking touchdowns from <laughs> Darren Waller, I guess. When are they going to get Hunter Renfro the ball? I'm waiting for that day to I mean, happen. He's going to have a four-touchdown game like Marvin Jones. I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> it's going to happen. We're just waiting on it. I just think Derek Hart just can't spread the ball out. He's He can't do it. Yeah, he just it's, can't. It's weird, but he just – I feel like you could have you could give him – two or three of the best receivers in the league, put him on that team, and still he'll throw to his and tight end. And still throw to his tight end. <laughs> he'll still do it. It's I mean, ev- obviously everyone knows who is a casual football fan knows exactly why quarterbacks favor the tight end so much. Yeah. Depending on their system, of course. But when you're not when you're not looking at the playbook and you know wide receivers are supposed to run a f- uh, an out route or they're supposed to run like a streak, if that tight end is just coming off the line and running left – you're always going to look to him first before throwing to those wide receivers. Oh, yeah. Because you know pressure's coming. Derek Carr got paid like an elite quarterback. He did, yeah. And he's throwing the ball. To tight ends. To tight ends. Who's getting like, paid like young elite. running Like young quarterbacks do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as you can see, you can have a great game like this on the ground and through the air with your tight end. That's not going to win you every game. It's just not going to happen. No, they... And they didn't even come close to winning. It was no. not even a close game. Yeah, not even close. It was just wash. Just a complete wash. I was going to say something, but I totally forgot. It was about the Raiders. Uh, 
where do you see their potential going after this? Because, listen, they beat the Bears with the same amount of points they had this game. They had 31 points the week prior, 14 points the week before that against the, the Vikings. That's a good 24 defense. again against the Broncos. Only 10 against the against the Chiefs, and then it's the preseason before that, so I won't get into that. What I'm getting their ceiling is, is like a ma- maximum 24 points they could put up yeah. on a good day. They're going to get 31 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I just feel like, like I said, like we mentioned, their their offense is not doing awful. They're doing well. I think it's just, you know, they're just missing a pass rusher, and it's. I wonder where they could have had one from. Oh yeah, I know. It's <laughs> it's almost like they had one in the palm of their hands and they just let him go. I know. I think I think that is really what they're missing. I mean, listen, they got Tyrell Williams involved earlier in the season and he's not back yet, so maybe that's why. But either way, expect Darren Waller to have a, one of the best tight end seasons of all time. For like, and Maybe in the next coming years he'll have it. Maybe not this year. Yeah. Because he only got his first touchdown this past weekend and he got two of them. Could yeah. have been three. Yeah. But they got the Texans, Lions, Chargers, Bengals. Oof. All very questionable teams at the moment. Yeah. Then after that, they got Jets, Chiefs. And I assume that has to be. Patrick Mahomes gets back by the beginning of December. I would assume. Titans, Jags. I hate their schedule. It's disgusting. And then Chargers again, Broncos. It's a weird Mind you, their, their ceiling could possibly be only t- t- mid-20s in points. Yeah. That's not going to win you a whole lot. But no, no, The schedule not. doesn't look awful, considering the no, talent of the team. Anyway, moving on here. Aaron Rodgers is a stud. Um... Rams Falcons, we'll get this out of the way as quick uh, as we can. Let's do it. This game ended thirty-seven Actually, to ten. Rams move on to four and three, and the Atlanta Falcons are one and six, getting rid of their wide receivers to the Patriots see, for second round picks. I actually am not as negative as I'm normally going to be with this game. I'm really not. I really? was thirty-seven to ten. No, no, no. Yes, I understand that. But at the beginning, the first half, they were only down by ten. They were doing well. It was three to thirteen. Their offense was not doing well, but their defense has been a major issue, and they were stepping up. But how do you come out of halftime See, that's, with these adjustments? No, 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 but that's that's the problem. That's what I've been saying all season <laughs> is that they don't make adjustments. That's no. what I've been saying all season. <laughs> but to stay on the good side, they held them to 13 points, which I was expecting a blowout by half. I was not expecting expecting it to be anywhere close. And the fact that it was 3-13 to 13 by half, I knew we were going to lose, but I was just like, wow. Nice. Maybe, you know, Dan Quinn is realizing his job is on the line. He's trying new no, things. No, he knows his job's on the line. Like, he's figuring it out. Cool. Maybe he's trying different play calls, whatever the case is. And then they just went back to the same Falcons team in the second half. This was a get-right game for the Rams, though. Oh, yeah. And they, they definitely... Like, even before the game even, started, even next right and, and now the week coming up is going to be a big game for them, too. They're, they're playing the Bengals, I believe. It's... That's another They're helpful game. They're just trying game. to keep their record steady. Exactly. It's a helpful game for them. Um, then they got the Steelers the next week. I mean, they have a pretty solid defense. Yeah. But we're talking their offense isn't getting anything going. Then yeah, they got I, the Bears I, after that, Ravens after that, Cardinals, yeah. Seahawks, Cowboys. It's I'm gonna, sure they're going to be in the media again very soon. These, oh, these are yeah. just get-right games at the moment for them. I mean, what I would what I took away from this game was um, – you know, they, they decided to lose in the most Falcons way I could imagine. Their defense started to show up in the first half, and their offense was nowhere. So their offense has Nothing. been top five the whole year, and they just don't want to show up when their defense finally is, is doing something. Okay. 
Okay. Thanks for helping. Doesn't Thank it, you. it doesn't help that you got Matt Schaub coming in throwing dimes to Austin Hooper Dude, in the he, end zone. He didn't have an incompletion. No. He had six for six. Mind you, he was the starter for the Texans. He's yeah, he's been a starter. And everyone was like, Yeah, that sounds about right. Because like Matt Schaub was like a reliable starter yeah. at the time. Yeah. People forget about that. I mean, if if your name is Matt and you want to be a quarterback, come on over to Falcons. Same thing with special teams. Our punter is Matt Bosher, and we got, got Matt, Matt Bryant, Bryant as a kicker. We used to have Matt Sims. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. I think uh, I think even our uh, I don't I don't know who the hell the punter is now. I don't I don't know who it is because there's a there's a guy in right now because Matt Bosher's hurt. Oh no, his name is Casey Redfern. He's not Matt. Redfern. He's not Matt. But no. <laughs> but there was another guy that they brought in as a backup, and his name was Matt something. And everyone's like, this is another be, Matt. It's like, this has got to be a joke. Like, they have to be trying to do this. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> anyway, get right game for the Rams. Jared Goff, 22 for 37. Not throwing 50 times this game. I'm very surprised. But again, it's against the Swiss cheese defense. Yeah. 268 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, that also reminds Johnny me. Johnny Hecker, he has like the highest completion <laughs> percentage <laughs> for like, as for throwing. Yeah. Like of all time as a punter. He's like, never missed. He's always converted. You want to know? You want to know? A stud. You want to know what else? John Hecker. Um, Johnny Hecker. Going back on positives, um, this might be the first week, maybe since the season started, that um, and probably not counting week one. No, actually, maybe that a player on the opposing team is not in the NFC Player of the Week. <laughs> oh, that's Cause, true. Because it was like Dalvin Cook was week one went off, and then ever since the quarterbacks have won it, freaking <laughs> Kyler Murray. One NFC Player of the Week last week. It was just like... And they almost lost. It's like, really? We're really just letting them be Players of the Week now? Well, like who this, was Player of the Week? I don't know, but it was not him. He did not do great. It's going to be Jared Goff. If it... I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, who, I, who had a good game? I don't even... I can't think I off... I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. Who is... Because Marvin Jones is the AFC, right? Yeah. He was in the AFC. Waller's in the AFC. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If There's I, not many options. Of the course, it's, it'll. Why not give it? Maybe a Jared. Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, give it a Jared Goff. Why not? <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Might as well. Anyway, <laughs> like we mentioned last week, Todd Gurley could be out the door potentially. I know I sound very, very strange saying that, and it's weird to me even thinking about it. But he had 18 carries for 41 yards, and he again he's coming off injury. 2.3 yards per carry. That's not good. Mind you, Daryl Henderson no. only had 2.8 yards per carry, so he didn't do as great either. But he had 11 yeah. carries for 31 yards. He's creeping in there. He's like, hey, I'm this third-round stud pick. He's creeping. I'm coming and, in and here. And Malcolm Brown is still hurt. He would be putting in some so, numbers too. Yeah, so Dar- he maybe he would. I think Daryl Henderson gets the edge on him. I but, think Malcolm Brown by committee, not by committee, by like default, was supposed to get the carries if you know Todd Gurley was out on snaps just because he's been there longer and they just signed him too. Yeah, but I mean, I we've mentioned it. We wouldn't be surprised if, if Gurley... Says, I'd I'm a head out. <laughs> I'd I'm a head out. I don't think he's going to be the one to say yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be the Rams. The Rams are, are going to say it. Their front office is going to get rid of him and open some cap space. Robert Woods, five receptions, 80 yards. Brandon Cooks, four receptions, 59 yards. No, Not surprising. He's becoming the Leonard Fournette of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, six receptions, 50 yards. He's been a stud all season. That's probably his worst performance all year. And that being your worst performance as a wide receiver, dang. But See, G- Gerald Everett gets in the end zone. On what? Where's the love for Tyler Higby? See, on, I don't know. On, but like, I like Gerald Everett. I don't know. But I like Gerald Everett. On paper, you know, it's good. 
someone didn't get three touchdowns over 100 yards. But Todd Gurley gets a touchdown through the air. Yeah, but but no, no. But that was on the man who's getting traded. So that's okay. Mr. Vic Beasley. I almost forgot about Goff's rushing touchdown. He's got to be NFC Player of the Week. Coco Goff. Coco Goff. <laughs> Taco Coco Falls. Taco <laughs> Fall. <laughs> Corey um, Littleton gets a pick. Jalen Ramsey plays his first game as a Ram. Actually, thank you for bringing that up. Dave, him and Julio have never played each other. Never. They never went one-on-one against each other. And Julio ended up with 93 yards in total. He didn't get all 90 on, on Ramsey. I think he got like 70 or 60 or something on, on Ramsey. Um, but as you figure, Ramsey's going to talk. He likes to do that. Yep. And um, Julio is not going to talk. He also likes to do that. Um, did you see the one play where... I think he respects Julio. Yeah, but did you see the one... There was one drive where Julio went up like towards the sideline and he went to ga- grab the ball and, he, and he, it ended up being a completion. Jalen Ramsey pushed him out. He Julio dropped the ball. And he like kind of Julio got up and, and Ramsey started like it looked like he was talking to him, and Julio was just like whatever. It was a third down. They they punted the next drive. Julio goes out there and just burns Ramsey and gets a forty yard catch, just burns him absolutely burns yeah. him. And it was just and now I feel like that was Julio just kind of being like yeah you can talk all you want but have fun. <laughs> so I found this on NFL Live right before we started. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey allowed three receptions, 69 yards, yeah, that, that. on a total of 36 snaps on Sunday versus the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's his first week. I guess I'll give him the benefit. There. No, that, that's definitely that, that's a great game by a corner. No, it's a great game for sure. Um, yeah. but, but He's I just, definitely going to get more work. Oh, yeah. Obviously. But, I mean, I just – how many catches did he give him? He just had three? He's only allowed, he only allowed three yeah, so, catches on 36 snaps. So I mean, I I just feel like solid. It's, it's I mean good. it is good, but it is very good. But I feel like it's it's also a flawed stat line in the sense of when you think of number one receivers, you never think of Julio getting the ball tons of times in a game. I feel like you know when you think of the other top receivers, you think of like Odell, DeAndre Hopkins, um, Antonio Brown when he was playing in the league. You give guys like that, I feel like they get fed the ball. Yeah. So it's kind of like I feel like if you gave only three completions to guys like that, or like Michael Thomas, for example. You only gave three completions. I feel like it's like, wow, you know, that's really good. But with Julio, he has weird games where he'll just get like five catches for a hundred yards, and it's just like, yeah, that's all he does. He almost did that this game. He had six receptions for ninety-three yards. Exactly. That that's like a. I feel like when he's not going off, that's like a normal game for him. Bro, it, Austin Hooper's a stud. I know. He's gonna get paid because the Falcons love well, throwing money at people. Well, but that no. <laughs> I, I almost had a heart attack this morning because I was reading some some reporter and they were like, oh, they were talk like rumors that they were going to trade him, but they they want they they were saying they want to keep him around. I said if they trade Austin Hooper, who is young and showing some flashes of talent on offense, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I don't know I'll write a letter and and yell. And it's because the Falcons really haven't had like a good tight end in a while. No, they had Tony Gonzalez, which I mean. He, it wasn't, you know, when everybody thinks of Tony Gonzalez, we only had him a couple of years. He basically... But he, he stuck around longer than he should have because he thought you guys were going to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Because and, and you guys kept losing the second, the round right before the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and he, was, that. he was still great for us. Yeah. But I'm saying when you think of Tony Gonzalez, you think of the Chiefs. You don't think of the Falcons. I think of the Falcons. I just, I feel like... Maybe it's just our age. Well, yeah, yeah. But when... Because uh, he had a bunch of concussions on the Chiefs. He was, yeah. But he was like, I don't know, He he's... He was great. Since then, we haven't had anything. Austin Hooper is 
definitely getting up there now. He's definitely starting to prove himself. And Hooper is one of those guys where each year, the uh, like Matt Ryan and, and Dan Quinn and offensive coordinators have really been high on him and Protect saying him at all costs. And and they they've just Protect been saying him. you know oh like he's he's really improving a lot. He's really developing as a player. And it's also play calling plays a big factor in that. Oh yeah, and I, and I feel like this year it's kind of starting to show up. Like last year he started to do okay, and then I feel like he, he was just, just a body. Yeah, you know that's all I saw him as. But but now he's he's really he's really starting to uh, he's really starting to to fill his role Definitely. with that offense, and it's it's a big help. Anything else you got to add? No. No. All right, let's move on to the 49ers Redskins. We mentioned this right before like we went game. on air. I hate this game too, just because it was just a mudslide out there. Those guys were celebrating by sliding. They, that's you see, like Nick Bosa at the slide, end of the yeah. game was like slip and sliding, but. Um, this game ended nine to zero. How does Vegas know <laughs> how to make the line nine or nine and a half? What do they know that we don't? Should I st- should I even bother sports betting anymore? Honestly, I didn't bet on this game. I, I think, but it's kind of creeping me out that they know exactly what they're doing, and they know how to take it's, people's money. It's very it's not a highway robbery. It's very it. creepy when you think about it. But one factor that really made the difference was the weather. If if you think about it, you don't necessarily i guess in october you're not looking at the weather and going well what's the weather going to be because you don't think it has that much of an impact in the game when it, it comes you know end of november december depending on where you're playing you know going to lambo for example lambo is going to get really cold i feel like the weather has a big factor there but in in october in the middle of october you don't think of weather but that's why i feel like it was a nine point game yeah. if it was not that kind of weather this would have been i feel like a, a they, they, I think the 49ers would have killed They them. probably would have done much better, yeah. So, I think that's... Kevin Coleman was slipping every which everyone way. Everyone was slipping. <laughs> everyone was just slipping, which probably could have been touchdowns. But, listen, the Niners win 9-0. to Niners are now 6-0. and Maybe on their way to 7-0. and Maybe. Who are they versing again? Who are they versing? Um, Panthers, I believe. Ooh, that's I, a I good matchup. I think they're playing the Panthers. Yeah, they got... Kyle Allen starting, but their defense is kind of nasty, and Kyle Allen likes to fumble. I don't know. We'll see. Could be 7-0. We'll have to show that in our picks and see what we do because that's, yeah. that's a tough pick. Anyway, the Skins move to 1-6. and six. Don't put a point up on the board. This game didn't have points up on the board after halftime. It no, didn't happen until, like, the fourth quarter, I think, almost. The third. Uh, was the third? Yeah, and all the points belong to Robbie Gold, baby. What a, what a guy. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. So literally nothing else really happened. No, but I mean, I want to touch on a little bit. Okay, so Jimmy Garoppolo, I can't I really can't give him any grades on this because, listen, he, he went 12 for 21, 151 yards, and it's in a pick. It's, it's raining it's out there. What game. are you going to do? It's disgusting. Tevin Coleman, this is uh, we mentioned this. This is the most surprising to me is that he's getting 20 carries for 62 yards. 3.1 yards per carry. Everyone's slipping. I guess I'll keep mentioning that over and over. But he's getting 20 carries. He's never done that in his career unless he was filling in for injury. Yeah. Do you like that role for him? Or do you think Matt Burita should be the guy? It's, I think, what, what's difficult is Burita, I feel like, has proven himself. And I feel like Burita really has shown in the past, during the beginning of the season, that he's really, you know, a, a good running back. He's gone out there. He's gotten multiple touchdowns in games. He's made catches. He's gotten a lot of yards. He's really contributed. But I feel like, as we've mentioned, Coleman just has that history with Shanahan that Shanahan's just like, yeah, he's my guy. Two years, ten million. I just, I just it's not a crazy amount of money. It's not, but I feel like it's just like he just. There's something he liked with him, and even twenty when, times in the rain to Tevin Coleman. Well, it, it's also because of the rain. I feel like if there was 
there wasn't rain, I feel like he would have had like seven to eight less carries. Maybe. Because the I rain... I didn't expect him to finish this game with more than 11 carries, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, 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 I just, I figure because of the rain, it has a whole, it's a, a whole different dimension of that game. You can't really pass as well. The ball's harder to catch. It's just a different kind of game. So, I, like I said, I feel like he would have finished with basically what around you said. I said eight less carries, which would have been 12 car- total carries. I don't think he would have been doing as much. It was just, he was the guy they went with, and the weather was crappy. You can also tell why the Niners went out and got Emmanuel Sanders. Their leading receiving, their leading receivers Bourne. this game was, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's Jason, Jason Bourne. Bourne. <laughs> no, it's Kendrick Bourne and Richie James. So now oh, they got Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, another former Falcon. Levine, Levine Toilolo. Toilolo. I love yeah. that last name. It's the best. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about anything else in this offense. I mean, maybe I'll touch on the skins. Psych. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Case Keenum, 9 for 12, 77 yards. Another 20 Adrian Peterson, carry. 20 carries, 81 yards. Is Wendell Smallwood, I forgot he's on the, on he's the on skins. T- oh, I forgot he used to be that. on the Eagles. Yeah, he, he was. Him and oh, their, their other small. headed monster. <laughs> their small running backs. <laughs> when does J.H.I. get signed by a team? Uh, he was working out with the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, he was. He was working out with the Cardinals. The worked him out, too. So, that's the last thing I heard was the Cardinals like a day or so ago. So, we'll, we'll, we have to see what happens. You know, I was thinking about I that. I am not even going to talk about this game. Good night. <laughs> I was literally, <laughs> well, yeah, literally what you said. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, what about Jay Ajayi? Like, I just like woke up. Because he notified the teams that he's good to go. Yeah, like I woke up and I was just laying in my bed and I was just looking at fantasy and I was just like, why does no one have Jay Ajayi yet? Like, why is he not on a team? Speaking of the Giants, they signed former Cardinals and Buccaneers linebacker. Cardinals, are you surprised really? <laughs> Dion Buchanan. Oh, he's he, not bad. He reunites with James Betcher. He's not bad. It's not bad, but what is James Betcher doing? There's other players out there that aren't on the Cardinals, okay? I get that you want to play with guys you know, and it makes sense. But this defense sucks. That's Start what's, playing with other people. That's what's, that's what's amazing. And I feel like where they're lacking is in where they don't have Cardinals players. That's where they're lacking. Yeah. I feel like that's the issue. <laughs> or where they don't have those Cardinals I mean, Marcus players. Marcus Golden is all right. That, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then they had one other guy who was, yeah, and he's not doing bad either. Everyone else. It's because he knows how to play with those guys, but you can't be one-dimensional as a defensive coordinator. But that's what I'm saying. Everyone else is doing bad. So so they should just go out there and get like, I don't know if Betcher was there when Calais Campbell was there, but bring him in. Might as well at this point. Bring in, uh, who else do they have? I don't even know who they have. Bring in Peterson. Just bring him in, Patrick Peterson. Oh, imagine. Get Tyron Matthew. Bring them all in. Just... And those sign, are good sign. players, too. I know he was on the Chiefs, but let's sign Eric Berry. Dude's 31 years old. He is very good. I wanted Where's that. Where's he at? He's sitting in Georgia at his house. I don't know. He's chilling? I mean, when when I mentioned earlier about the Falcons not picking anybody up, that was one of the names that got thrown around, that everybody wanted them to pick really? up, and they didn't pick Eric I heard Berry the Browns yet. were in talks. The were the last team to be in talks to get the Eric Browns? Berry. The Browns. And Seems like a Brown thing to do. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> But it's also a brown thing to do now. Why don't, why don't you just him. you know talk about the Cardinals Giants game since that's what we're talking about right do now? Do I have to? Um, dude, I just hate that this was such. A, I'm going to talk about it. Go this is such a winnable game by the Giants, dude. And they I just feel like that's every week. Let though. it slip through their hands. This was another rainy game, but no excuses here. Really, honestly, no mudslides, just bad you know football. What, you know what? I have a question, and and maybe you have the answer for me. Sure. Who the hell is Chase Edmonds? <laughs> oh, I knew Chase Edmonds. You know how? Because. Our buddy Mark's father, who's in our fantasy league, <laughs> when Josh Jacobs was on a bye, he's like, you know, let me just pick up Chase Edmonds. <laughs> That's how I first knew him. He's Why? a he's a running back from Fordham. What? 
why did anyone have him prior to the last David Johnson was healthy. Yeah, but if you saw um, Cliff Kingsbury... I hate saying his name. He said he was only going to use him if he needed to. Exactly. And and our and our boy uh Andrew Siciliano tweeted back, that would have been nice to know before the game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Whatever. Bro, this stat line is ridiculous. It it is. Twenty seven carries, hundred and twenty six yards, three touchdowns. I think two of them were for more than twenty yards. Two yeah, they were. He's like the first running yeah. back in the history of the NFL or like tied for the most to have like two touchdowns for more than twenty yards in a game. Ridiculous, bro. He's not. Yeah. So uh, anyway, this was an ugly game by the Cardinals too. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. The the first two touchdowns that the Cardinals had, they were both twenty yard runs by him. Yeah. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, and then giving it to him. And then later on, he got a twenty two yard touchdown run. <laughs> yeah. He just likes getting twenty yard touchdown runs. That's I mean, if that's how you want to describe how bad the the Giants' defense is against the run. Yeah, but you got Buchanan now, so that won't happen again. Oh yeah, sure. Thanks. <laughs> I don't think the Giants have had a, a linebacker of name value in a while. Antonio Pierce, was that like the last one? Sure. I, I can't even... I mean, you had, uh, whatever, something, Canard. He was okay. You traded sure. him away. BJ Goodson, you just traded away. Yeah. He was all right. For like a, for the Packers? Yeah. He's all right. Um, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> There's really... When you, it's it's sad. Mayo it's sad that it's 2019. Panthers. We're signing Panthers and Cardinals players out here. It's sad that it's 2019, and when you think of Giants linebackers, you think of LT. <laughs> <laughs> why, no one else. Why can't we, why can't the Giants? I'm trying to refrain some, from saying we because I absolutely hate listening back on it and saying that because they're not my identity at all. I just like talk, they're, I identify they're my as team. the Giants. They're my team, but I don't identify as the Giants. It's a little <laughs> weird. I just hate how the Giants. Every single team at least has a pretty good linebacker. A lot of them are of yeah. name value. Mm-hmm. C.J. Mosley, Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekley, and all these names. Like, just need a solid play caller. <laughs> and the Giants just can't get one. They can't. No. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> I'm so sad talking about this. But anyway, Kyler Murray, 14 for 20, 104 yards. He had a sloppy game, too, towards the end of the game. By the way, I forgot to mention, Greg Olson was calling this game. I know. I know During he was. During his bye week. Yo, he was good. He was. <laughs> I'm like, who's talking? I, I was thinking that, too. And then I was, and then they were like, Greg, like oh, I'm like, Greg Olson. I'm like, the same Greg Olson that's on a bye right now? <laughs> did you hear the audio? Of what Greg Olson did when Kyler Murray stepped out of bounds instead of letting the clock yes. run to the two-minute Why warning. would he do He's that? Like, oh, no! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it was so great. I want to pull that up. It was so funny. Oh, Greg it was Olsen. so funny. Hilarious. And, and I remember... This He's is, getting a job. This is like Brandon Marshall stuff. This is what Brandon Marshall did. Brandon Marshall would just be on a bye week and commentate for games, if you remember. That's what Brandon Marshall did. He just did that for fun, which I don't, I don't know. Maybe this is a thing, but... Do you think he's better than Tony Romo? I mean, I don't know. They're, they're I, mean, bo- I think he will be one day. I think they're both very good. Him and Kenny Albert are kind of dope together. Though. I think they would both be very I, good. I wish they did primetime, though. Yeah. Because it's really tough to watch them. Well, they were, they were talking about uh, something. The, the, oh, the reason I knew that it was Greg Olson was because they mentioned laying Greg... And then they were they showed the Saints game because I, I think or maybe not the Saints game maybe the Falcons game they showed, and uh, they were talking about it and Greg Olson's like yeah you know our division is always weird like we always have competition and it's tough and I was like 
your division. I was like, who are you? And then I realized it was Greg Olson. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's how I realized it was Greg Olson because I wasn't watching the game from the he start. He was really, really good. Yeah. I'm so glad we're talking about him over the actual game itself. I'm still trying to pull this. Well, up, yeah, by I mean, the way. I, I could literally just finish it. There's really oh, not yeah, much. I, think I got it. Other than it was literally the Chase Edmonds show. In terms of receiving, it was Chase Ch- in terms show. of receiving, it was Farrell Cooper. Farrell Cooper, baby. And then Chase Edmonds was second. L- Larry Legend <laughs> only got one catch. That was, that was I really keep forgetting it. Charles Clay's on the team. And then the Giants, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones didn't have that bad of a game. He didn't have a great game, but he didn't have that bad of a game. I mean, it was pretty bad. But I, uh, looking at this game, I you can't blame him because he's a kid. Okay. He is. He's our age, well, and you're yeah. putting him out there with the Wolves, and it's tough that you have guys on the Cardinals getting like eight sacks this game. Oh, he was getting killed. Killed. And, and he's just letting go of the ball. And, and, that's what, and essentially they lost because of a fumble that Patrick Peterson forced. That's essentially what cost him the game. Yeah. That, that basically sealed it. And I'm like, of course it's the, the week he comes back that he has yeah. to do this to us. I mean, I, Chandler Jones was out here doing – yeah. The arm <laughs> thing. I mean, when you think about it, though, we kind of, I mean, I at least commented, I know you said it as well, we kind of assumed that the, the high role of Daniel Jones was not going to live on forever after the Bucks game. We knew there were issues that were going to come. He's I told rookie, you that. He's I'm a like, rookie it's quarterback. Happening. It's, it's gonna going to happen. And and he's... They didn't have film on Daniel Jones. I, I mean, I mean to be fair, he hasn't... He, he threw one touch, uh, one interception... I need to throw a touchdown, but he threw one interception, but he fumbles a lot. That's the main issue oh, that here he it has. Is, I got it. I just got to turn up the volume here. Why would you do that? Oh, my God. Why would I, you do that? I remember watching that game, too, because <laughs> at that time it was a close game. I turned the game on. I was watching it. And I did. I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm watching. What is he doing? Why did he go out of bounds? Like, <laughs> It was it was a dumb you know, call. Uh, these were kids playing quarterback out there. It was, yeah. It was have, it was us. Oh, it was have, us out there playing quarterback. Have, have you seen what do we the, know? the commercial with Kyler Murray where he comes in and he's got like a baseball bat and it's all the these best le- commercial ever. <laughs> to was like yeah, guys, all, I don't see the problem here. <laughs> yeah, like like all the legends are coming in and they're like, You can't play baseball. And then Bo walks through he's like, he's great like, game. Yeah, he's like, Why doesn't he get any any talk? Like this is Bo Jackson. It's <laughs> such a great commercial. You know, speaking of which, and I'm I'm finding every way to talk about this game not talk about this game. Did you hear that Odell Beckham said if there was an NFL lockout, he would go play in the MOV? Kinda like what Deion Sanders did. Is he good enough? I've never he seen said he's him. been good at every sport his whole life. I've seen him kick a soccer ball. I never seen him. He could sling a football. I've never seen him play football. uh, Play baseball. I've never seen it. Yeah. I just. I don't. I don't know. He could probably dribble really well, but like baseball, I can't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just a weird sport to, to just say he's good at. Like I don't. I don't know. I've never seen him touch it, but I don't know. Just just finish. Just finish talking. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I was just gonna say. Anyway, back to the game. Daniel Jones again. He's just a young quarterback out there. It's us out there. Like we had a little bit of quarterback experience, and we go out there. I hate comparing ourselves to them because they played quarterback their whole entire lives. Yeah. But mind you, these guys are going into the NFL for their first years, and they're going up against some good defensive players that have been around the league for a very long time. For example, Patrick Peterson, and Chandler Jones. Yeah. 22 for 35, 223 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. That touchdown, I feel like he always makes up with a touchdown that makes his performance much less aggravating. <laughs> yeah. Because he threw like a dime to Rhett Ellison. Yeah. Absolutely And, and that, that essentially that like kind of put them back in the game in a way. Yeah. They were only down by 10 at that point. It was before half. They were starting to make a comeback, and then 
Nothing. It died. It's because of the play calling. And, and listen, yeah. that, that's the gist of this whole thing is this Giants game came down to a draw play on third and 15. I, I, I and don't then get it. you end up in your own end zone and you have Daniel Jones trying to find a wide receiver that's open and he tosses it. He gets hit as he throws and the ball's on the air. It's just, Pat Shermer, what are we doing, dude? I, I'm grateful that you made the move for, move for Daniel Jones to be the starting quarterback because this is going to help him for next year. Yeah. But this isn't going to really help his case going into next year, knowing the type of year he had his rookie year and what he had to you know, deal with. I, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to have to work with Pat Mahomes. Uh, no, Pat Mahomes. Pat Shermer. <laughs> Speaking of Pat Shermer, his son is the third string, too. He just got added to the Chiefs. To the Chiefs. Uh, he was signed by them originally. Yeah, but he just brought got brought up. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I don't think he's going to be working with Pat Shermer for the remainder of his career. I think they move on to someone else eventually. Yeah, I, I mean... To go back to the stat is that the I said hot? where... I don't think so. To, but. Yeah, to go back to the stat where I said he fumbles a lot, he fumbled three times in this game, and he lost two of them. Yeah. The, just the fact that he fumbled... He could have fumbled... You get scared every time a defender touches him because uh, he's going to yeah. let go of the ball. And, Hold and, on to the ball. And, and that's the thing. I mean, this stat line, he could have had three fumbles and lost none of them. You're still nervous because he fumbled the ball three times. You're still nervous. Unfortunately, they lost two of them, but... That's scary. Did you ever hear the argument that, not an argument, but people pretty much did a math equation that was like, all right, Eli Manning's out, Daniel Jones in. He can run the ball, that's a plus. Minus, he loses the ball. Eli Manning can't run. Eli Manning never fumbles. (laughs) He just gets sacked and takes the sack. That's true. So it's kind of like you put in those plus minuses, they cancel out. You got the same quarterback in the game. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a pretty that's, solid plus that that's he can crazy. Run. I think that's a really good well, thing. Well, I mean, they that's, don't equate to each other. That's what but turning got over you the ball win. like that is him yeah. running got you the win in, in Tampa. Yeah. So I mean, the grounds, the I mean, at the end of the at the point in the season right now, it didn't have much of an impact, but at the time, it had a big impact. Yeah. But. All right. Saquon had a touchdown, 18 carries, 72 yards. He'll look to get involved after coming back from injury. Golden Tate, six receptions, 80 yards. Benny Fowler, four receptions, 35 yards. Daniel Jones likes him. Cody Latimer, four receptions, 33 yards. Red Allison gets that touchdown pass on two catches. Darius Slayton doesn't get involved in this game. Look for him to have bigger games in the future. Evan Ingram is just nowhere to be found. One reception, six yards. Overall, again, this play calling was just terrible. Rough, rough game. Terrible. How do you go two and five after an Arizona team goes 0 and 3 and now they're what 2 and 3 3 and they're three? 3 3 and 1 they have a better they're on a little, than, you know. they're on a little this hot was a, supposed to be a get right game for the giants you come yeah. off well yeah it should have been a pretty like well fought game against the patriots at home but that's why i picked them not at home for the giants at home for the patriots but that's why but i picked them cuz they put up a fight against the um against the patriots i knew this was coming though cuz listen a ton of giants fans came up to me they're like cause, or people that were willing to put money on the giants Saying, yo, do you think the Giants could win this week? I couldn't give them a straight answer. And if you yeah. listen to last week, I couldn't give you a straight answer. No, you you kept going back and forth. Because I knew this was going to happen. The, none of their wins are going to be easy. No. At all. I no. mean, let's take a look at the Giants schedule moving forward, then we'll move on. Because this game, I think we've talked about for too long. Or just sidetracked for too long. The Lions, they got the Lions on the road. Eh, it'll be an interesting game. No, Lions got this. This is a get-right game for the Lions now. It'll they lose be. two in a row. One of them because of officiating. The other uh, one just yeah. because... You know, they weren't just they just weren't great. True. They got the Cowboys. I don't know how home. I feel. I don't know how I feel about the Cowboys though. And then the Jets. That's the problem. I don't know how I feel about the Cowboys. I don't either. Like I, I feel like they're But what's weird is if they won this game, you're tied. Like you're in the mix of exactly. things. Exactly. 
Exactly. And you lose, that just... And it was a winnable game. game. Very winnable. Very, very winnable game. I was also told the game would have been changed if Rosas made the field goal. I don't think it makes much of a difference. Doesn't make a ton. It's I mean, raining it, out there. I it mean, would you don't want to make up all bit, these excuses, but what is one kick going to change? Yeah. If you're going to do play calls like that with one minute left in the game. Yeah. And then end on that note, which is absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, I'm going to move on from this game. I'm just disgusted to my stomach. But uh, we'll do one more game, then take a short break. All right. Uh, I don't know. You pick one. Um. Let's see. Why don't we end with. I'll just go to the Texans-Colts for now. Texans-Colts? All right, that was the next one on the slate anyway. So we got the Texans losing this game to the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are now 4-2. Houston Texans are now 4-3. Colts won this game 30-23. I bet the Texans, I actually put money down. I That was the last 4 o'clock game. No, 1 o'clock game. Yeah. And I bet two different teams for the 4 o'clocks. I missed... On most of those, I lo- the only one I landed was the Saints. That is, I, yeah, that's and I lost my I parlay too. before four o'clock even got to yeah. four o'clock, so that sucked. But anyway, I I just I can't get a firm grasp on the Texans. I just know analytics wise, they just can't beat the Colts, ever. No, ever. I no don't matter who's I don't in get quarterback. It. I don't understand it either. I think they just have their number. T. Y. Hilton has the Texans number all the time too. He had a touchdown in this game. Yeah, I feel like he can't go down without a touchdown against the Texans. But Deshaun Watson's 23 for 34, 308 yards with a touchdown and, a, and two picks. Uh, Carlos Hyde, 12 carries, 35 yards. Duke Johnson's looking to get some more usage in the in the running yeah, game. Yeah, he is. He definitely is. DeAndre Hopkins finally comes back to life with nine receptions, 106 yards and a touchdown. Could have had two touchdowns, but it was considered a drop pass in the end zone. Yeah. Kenny Stills, four receptions, 105 yards. Looks like Will Fuller will be out for a while, so expect him to yeah, get some uh, some work in now. Um, overall, the Colts just played better offensively. I mean, considering Jacoby Brissett had four touchdowns, 26 for 39, 326 yards. Why does he like Zach Pascal so much? I don't know. You know, I saw this tweet, and I'll pull it up right now. And I thought it was very, very funny. Um, hold on. Uh, t- oh, wait, well, here we go. The... Sorry, I don't mean to be so quiet. I just I just thought of this as soon as I heard of this game. Uh, but hold on, hold on here. Let's see. What do you think of this game? It just got me annoyed. Yeah, it's very. It annoying. really annoyed me because I feel like, like you said, I cannot get a grasp on the Texans, and I feel like they are a solid team and they do I can't well get a grasp on them either, and then they just don't do well like They're out I don't, here beating the chiefs and and what's funny is we talked about this too i could see the texans being one of the teams that can beat the patriots but they can't beat the colts but i would still say that they would, could beat the patriots and i i don't know why i just have this assumption yeah i just have this assumption and i, I don't know i don't know if that makes me say you know i think they're a great team or you know this loss makes them not a good team i don't know really what to think here's the tweet from the Lamb Show on Twitter. I listen to another sports podcast. He's on there. Shout out, Nick. He says, I spend hours a week doing research just to have Zach Pascal go for two touchdowns and Freeman getting ready for this MMA debut. Hashtag pray for me. Hashtag fantasy problem. <laughs> we forgot to touch off on that for a second. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Before, before we actually talk about this game. Devontae Freeman's out here throwing punches with Aaron Donald. Yeah. What are you doing? 
I... It looks like Aaron Donald had a grasp on Devontae Freeman, like just holding on to him. And Devontae Freeman's like, I, want, I need to get out of here. <laughs> and couldn't get out, so he's just like, all right, I'm just, I guess we're going full tilt punches. And that's how he got thrown out. But it looked yeah. to me that Aaron Donald like initiated it. I or did more damage than what yeah Freeman I mean could have done. I mean honestly, not a smart move. No, it's Aaron Donald. I mean kudos to you for putting up a fight and, and you know going through with fight. it. He he went through with it. He punched him and that's that's what, the last person you want to tussle with. But I'm just I'm just surprised he did it. I'm, yeah, I think he's like we're one in six. What do, what do we got to lose here? Yeah, I, I think I, I mean, but I think that's the like the whole organization is just frustrated, and I mean that kind of showed. He Freeman's just frustrated, and I feel like his frustration just came out. You know who else is another running back I can't get a grasp on? Marlon Mack. Yeah. Are we gonna let this guy run for tw- twenty five times for hundred yards, or we're just not gonna do it at all? No, he didn't want to run this guy. I guess he, it's whenever he wants. He didn't want to run I last guess. week. He, he's just like, yeah, I'll run, but not really get too much. You got Pascal with two touchdowns. T.Y. Houghton gets a touchdown. Eric Ebron gets a touchdown. That was a beautiful touchdown. Oh, yeah. And he has been doing bad yeah. as of late, so he needed that. Now he just goes back into his cave and gets one catch for two yards. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's just completely dominant game by... Th- now, I don't want. I don't want to say completely dominant because it was pretty close for the most it was. part. But the Colts are a better team against the Texans. I feel like if you're gonna go with that, you're gonna go with that stat. I would almost say nine times out of ten, the Chiefs, the, the Chiefs, uh, the Colts are gonna win. But it came very close at the end because they gave time to Deshaun Watson to go downfield, and he threw a pick to Darius Leonard, who just came back from injury. Yeah. Honestly, very upsetting. I was very, very much hoping for I was looking for some crazy victory. play. I was looking for something crazy, too. And he, what happened was it was one of those throws that was bobbled by his receiver and, and went right ended to up the in the hands of Darius Leonard. So I, I, you even saw Deshaun Watson was like, seriously? Yeah. Seriously? I can do everything right, and it'll still go wrong. I know. Anyway, moving on from here. Um. I lied. Let's do another one and then Let's we'll do the stop Lions here. One. So we'll do Vikings Lions and take a short break. Minnesota Vikings move on to uh, five and two. Before they win this game forty two to thirty against the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are now two, three, and one. What are you gonna say? Before we get too much into this game, sure. Pa- Matt Patricia just came out a couple minutes ago, a little while ago. Oh, carry on. Matt yeah, he said that Carry on Johnson had a knee procedure and is he's going on, on the IR. He said he's hopeful he'll come back, but he's yeah, not. He's going on the IR. Should I pick up Ty Johnson? No, I'm kidding. I'm not doing that. I don't know. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> anyway, the Vikings won this game. Lions lost. They lose two in a row. You like that. <laughs> you like that. He needs to say it again. He Why does. hasn't he said it I don't yet? Know. Why hasn't he had like another saying in the media? Because the second he does that, he's on fire. I know. And, and he has. Why don't doing, you just do it? He's been doing great. He's, ever since he got called out, he's been doing great. And they got the Redskins on a short week? Beautiful. Phenomenal. Beautiful. Phenomenal. Anyway, Kirk Cousins, 24 for 34, 337 yards, four touchdowns. And Ooh. my buddy Steven Strom, from, who is, also, is my classmate, he's also on TalkNorth.com, and I've spoken to him on this podcast previously in the summer when we were uh, going over the NFC North. He said, is Kirk Cousins actually good, or, or is are people going to actually give him the credit he deserves, or does it all just come down to, like, who he's versing that week and what the circumstances are. Because that's always what happened with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way or do you actually think he's good? 
history says he is not very consistent and very great. Um, I just I he's one. Of, it's like the Texans we were just talking about. It's a tough thing to to tough judgment to really make. I feel like honestly, I feel like he's he hasn't been great recently. Um, but the fact that he's just going off right now after being criticized, it makes me feel like was he just you know waiting to just go off and now he's angry, so he's playing with a different kind of like attitude or whatever. I I really I don't get it. So he put out a poll that said, "Is Kirk Cousins' last three games a fluke, or do you believe in him now?" The poll ended with 55% saying, I believe. And 45% saying, he's a fraud. So it's very close, the opinions. And he responded saying, no, someone else responded saying, he, uh, he's a fraud. Sounds pretty aggressive. That's pretty aggressive. He goes, well, some haters are going to look at the three games and say, oh, it's the Giants defense. Oh, it's the, the Eagles secondary is, is awful. Oh, well, it's the same old Lions. Well, he hasn't beaten a team over 500 yet. All of that is kind of true, but it it's is. like you have to beat up on the bad teams. You have to win division games. So kind of give him credit where credit is due. Kirk Cousins isn't a bad quarterback. People forget what he did with the Redskins not long ago. He's putting up 4,000-yard seasons through the yeah. air with no offensive line, no weapons, no nothing, with Josh Dotson and mm-hmm. and Jamison Crowder, and he's doing that. Jordan Reed, who's in and out of injuries, yeah, and he still did that. No one gives him the credit he deserves. It's just the second the money was placed on the table and when he was fighting for money. Well, that's what it people is. People thought he was like, do you really deserve it? That That's what it is. If it comes, this yes, would not be, did. this would not be a conversation if he just got like an, a normal salary. People yeah, would not it's be. It's the fact that it's all, all of it's guaranteed. That's the thing. People would not be all over his case if he just got a regular amount of money. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I like her cousins. I mean, first couple of weeks is kind of like what's going on. Yeah. But they did exactly what they wanted to do. They're going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they said they were going to do. Stefanski's your offensive coordinator. Now you fired John Filippo last year. They did it this game too. And you run the ball. ball. They said they were going to run the ball. So what happens? Your wide receivers call you out. And so what are you going to do? Try to get out of the media and throw to your receivers. And that's what he did. So it's kind of like if he has games like this with four touchdowns and Dalvin Cook getting two touchdowns on the ground, 142 yards, with that balance. That's a tough team to beat. That is insane. They're going to be unstoppable. And I think the Packers should be worried because they are 6-1. and one. They did have a pretty solid game against the Raiders, but they put up against the same They put up the same amount of points. Mm-hmm. So that means it's a pretty head-to-head matchup. I'd like to see their next game against one another this year. I don't know. That comes probably much later into the season. Probably, yeah. But the, everyone, should, everyone should be pretty scared of this Vikings team unless something takes a turn for the worse, which we're, we don't know yet. Yeah. Dalvin Cook's still healthy. There shouldn't be anything to worry about. Yeah. Stephon Diggs gets seven receptions, 142 yards. Do you think he's starting to be legit again? Because, again, last couple years, he's been one of the better wide receivers in the league. And this year, after being called out and after trade speculations and missing practice, people kind of forgot who he was. Yeah. This happens, and now they're going up against the Redskins on Thursday Night Football with no Adam Thielen, possibly. Yeah, I mean... I, so the door's open to have another performance like this. Maybe like 10 receptions, 182 yards, or 180-something yards, maybe a touchdown. Yeah, I, I Something's mean... Something's going to happen. Especially without Thielen, I feel like he can 
he's definitely going to take over. I mean, he's a great receiver, but they were just relying on the run, and he wasn't getting the looks he needed. And now that he gets him, you see what he could do with it. Exactly. Remember Kyle Rudolph? Yeah, I do. He had his first touchdown of the season this year. He got paid a boatload of money. Five receptions, 58 yards. Adam Thielen gets a touchdown, then tweaked a hammy. CJ Ham gets a touchdown. Everyone's getting some in this game. <laughs> Lions. Four touchdowns go to Marvin Jones. Matt Stafford only had four touchdowns. <laughs> so all of them went to Marvin Jones. He could have had five. Yeah, he could have. But I think he dropped one. He did. Like yeah. with no one around him. And yet when he's covered, we're like he can't he, there's no way there's like a this is this isn't even fifty fifty. It's more like twenty eighty that you catch this ball and he catches him. I don't understand. And this is this game was coming, whether we liked it or not. Because honestly, Marvin Jones is a good wide receiver. And it's just funny that it's never like, oh, Marvin Jones gets a touchdown. Kenny Galladay gets a touchdown. It's just Marvin Jones. It's like him. Marvin Jones take all my touchdowns. <laughs> it's just funny because he, was, he wasn't open for the majority of it. No. And what's even more funny is he had 10 receptions but didn't even cross 100 yards. No, he didn't. Receiving. And then you got Danny Amendola getting eight receptions for 105 yards with no touchdowns. It's a little insane. And then Kenny Galladay was nowhere to be found. Yeah, nothing. He did nothing. Nada. TJ Hawkinson, nada. This was honestly just being outplayed by the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what are you going to do about it? I don't know. If your defense can't make stops, you can do as much as you can. want on offense. Your defense isn't going to stop them. You're not going to win. That's true. So I say we take a break right here right. because we didn't do that last week and we just went straight through. And mind you, at the end of last week's podcast, podcast, I was like stumbling over my words as I do all the time. Oh, 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 oh. But I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, what? Um, Actually very relevant too because we're on the team. Okay. The Lions are trading Quandre... Digs to the Seahawks. He's been like inactive for them, kind of. Yeah, he's been there. He's their starting safety. Yeah. And a for 2021 what? seventh round pick from the Lions for a. Uh, the Seahawks got. Not for a player? No, no. For a 2025th round pick. What? <laughs> That's, yeah. The Seahawks got the safety, Quandre Diggs, and a 2021 seventh round pick from the Lions. For a 2020 fifth round pick. What are you doing? I, I don't know. I d- <laughs> that's awful. That's that, that's that's what happened. Oh my goodness! What are you doing? Just because everyone else is making trades doesn't mean you have to. Yes. Yeah, so that's anyway. I think it's a good time to take a break. I was break. just gonna say it's a great transition out into a break. Into a break. Yeah. So uh, as you guys know from listening or if you're watching, this podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. As you hear from the intro bump every single week, and. In this podcast network, there's a bunch of other podcasts, not only sports, but a bunch of other podcasts such as TV, you know, just drinking beer, talking about some crime shows, other stuff like that. And now would be a good time to both play our ads and get a listen in on what Big Big Heads Media has to offer in the podcast network, and maybe you can go give it a listen. So we'll be right back. Don't go away. You're listening to the franchise tag. Yeah. All right, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to the Franchise Tag. We're back after the break here to talk to you some more about week seven of the NFL. So we covered some of the games. We got some more coming up here. Less interesting. Listen, we got the Jags and the Bengals. 
Yeah. How much you want to talk about here? Listen, Gardner Minshew is very, very reliable as a backup quarterback. I think he is their guy until Nick Foles comes back. I don't think there's any doubt that Nick Foles comes back. I don't know why people are making the argument that Gardner Minshew will be the guy to take over. Listen, he's had a phenomenal performance. Maybe they use him as trade bait for someone else, but yeah. you pay that much money to Nick Foles, it's just not going to happen. No. Um, Leonard Fournette, 29 carries, 131 yards. I feel like he just runs better in this offense with Gardner Minshew in the lineup. Um, I think he's starting to gain his footing a little bit, but he's having a pretty great year up yeah. coming up until now. First couple of weeks, he had Leonard Fournette numbers, as we mentioned every single week. <laughs> it's kind of a meme that Leonard Fournette has built up, but um, now he's starting to become the Leonard Fournette we've wanted to see coming out of college, and I'm very thoroughly enjoying it. Um, DJ Chark has another phenomenal game, uh, but does, doesn't reach the end zone. Listen, three receptions, 53 yards, and you got to give some... Uh, credit to D.D. Westbrook here. Six receptions, 103 yards. He was questionable coming into this game. Chris Conley, three receptions, 80, 83 yards against the Bengals. You got Melis Jack getting a pick. You got Ronnie Har- Harrison getting a pick. You got Unique Ngakwe getting a pick six. It was just utter dominance back and forth. And it was like Andy all Dolan. in the third quarter. Yeah, Andy and Dolan fourth, threw, all fourth those, quarter. Yeah, he threw all those picks like back to back to back. It was pretty bad. He went 22 for 43, 276 yards. He did throw a touchdown. And he did run in for a touchdown. Andy, the Andy Dalton era is over for the Bengals. Oh, yeah. And you can't even think twice about that. No, they, uh, they're they definitely drafting a quarterback. The stat line that I don't understand is Joe Mixon had 10 carries, <laughs> 2 yards. <laughs> <laughs> what? He made up for it in the passing game a little bit, I guess. Because he, he got, got a, a touchdown. touchdown. <laughs> and you traded him away from De- Devin Singletary, yeah. who our, our buddy Mark yeah. picked up like two seconds ago. And you were just like, yeah, I'll make this trade. Yeah. I mean, you got into the end zone, fantasy-wise, cool, but in real life, this is just awful. No. And what's even worse is that you're like, all right, let's give the ball to Giovanni Bernard then. He had four carries no, for zero yards. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy Alex Erickson, who you just found out about like two seconds ago. Not two seconds ago, but like last week. Dude. He had eight receptions, 137 yards. That's ridiculous. Oh, and Tate had 65 yards. I'm thinking of just dropping all my Bengals wide receivers because this is getting ridiculous. Like Tyler Boyd signed an extension, who was a stud when he was in the lineup last year with A.J. Green. Yeah. He had five receptions, 55 yards. <laughs> Listen, only 17 points up on the board. But, but see, you want to know? It's very You want to know my favorite thing ever? Is there's a guy that got a catch for three yards, Drew Sample. That just sounds like someone you created on Madden. Like, a little bit, yeah. And they just, I think that's like the, the default name. Yeah, that's just the default name. Before you change it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it. Yeah. Uh, listen. It, it's over. It's not. They're own, uh, Bengals are 0-7. This game ended 27-17 if I didn't mention it before. It was winnable for the Bengals. The Jaguars are now 3-4. and four. They have a pretty winnable game coming up now, too. Let's take a look at their schedule. Because I know they got some division games coming up as well. They got the Jets on Sunday at 1. Hmm. Texans the following week, then the Colts, and then the Titans. So like I mentioned before, those are going to be some tough games because they are division games. I think they lose their footing for those games, but I think the Jets yeah. will be a game that you don't even have to blink twice at. I mean, I don't know. The Jets are a little weird, so I think they could win that game. They yeah. That's, that's going to be a tough pick. We'll, wait, we'll, save I don't that. Know. we'll save that for the picks. I'll make my game time decision there. But 0-7, that's disgusting. You Zach said Taylor they, has, said they were going to be bad. Zach Taylor said that he's not looking to make a change at quarterback right yeah, now. Yeah, I heard. Because they do have Finley as their backup, who played decent in the in the preseason. Yeah, but you know we'll see. He's a rookie head coach. He's not going anywhere for the next like two three years. Maybe he'll get fired. He's a he's a descent of the Sean McVay tree. Mm-hmm. He was a quarterbacks coach, never had prior head coaching experience, and they just 
since he was attached to that name, they decided to take <laughs> him the starting job. So yeah. how's that working out for you? Exactly. Um, what do we got next? Oh, Bills, Dolphins. That ended up being a lot more exciting than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, definitely. And um, we're talking the Buffalo Bills putting up 22 points in the fourth quarter alone. <laughs> that was absolutely insane. We got Ryan Fitzpatrick having a decent game. He ran in for a touchdown. I thought that was very exciting to watch. He was 23 for 35, 282 yards, a touchdown and a pick. I see the name Albert Wilson there who tried to attempt a passing a passing play. It didn't work. I forgot Albert Wilson was even on the team. I forgot yeah. Alan Hearns was even on the team. He had three receptions, yep. 53 yards. Devontae Parker, five receptions, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Expect him to be on the Eagles in a couple months. Preston Williams, six receptions, 82 yards. He's a stud. I think he would be better on a different team. I think but everyone on this team would be better on That's what I'm saying. It's team. not really surprising if I make that statement. It's not a hot take. But then we got the Bills. Josh Allen finally not throwing a pick. It helped me. Finally. I, ha- I have him on fantasy. He 16 well completions, 26 attempts, 202 yards, two touchdowns. Frank Gore only had 55 yards on the ground. But we got John Brown getting a touchdown. We got Cole Beasley getting a touchdown. This is where you put your, you make your money's worth here because you give them all that money. Mm-hmm. Overall, I wasn't really paying attention to this game, and I think rightfully so. Yeah, I didn't really watch it too much. It was I, a little exciting. I remember seeing I at one point, I was like, why is Miami winning? Because I but, remember, Oh, yeah, they had the lead at half, right? Yeah. Yeah, they did. That's why people were kind of like turning their heads towards this game. By the way, I love those Bills Red, Bills red uniforms. Yeah. I like those. They're nice. I was they told are nice. by people that they hate it, but it's like, I'm tired of seeing just their plain old blue and whites, you know? Like, give me give me some red every now and then, you know? I like it. Change it up. Change it up. We got the Titans Chargers. Listen, this this came down to the Chargers not being able to punch it into the end zone. And we got no. Melvin Gordon fumbling out here. Austin Eckler ends up outshining him after holding out for four games. Seven receptions, 118 yards, and a touchdown. Wow! Give Melvin the Gordon six. Give Melvin the Gordon. Melvin, Melvin the Gordon. Gordon the, Melvin the Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin. <laughs> Melvin Gordon sixteen carries for thirty-two yards. Could have had a touchdown. That should be my new fantasy name, Melvin the Gordon. If Melvin the Gordon. If you had him, maybe. I don't. But again, this this game had a twenty-three to twenty. The Titans won this game. I think it's time for me to stop picking the Chargers. I think it's a very valid time to stop. They're two and five. I know. It's honestly though, this is one of those games they really should have won. This doesn't look good for Mariota too. No, it doesn't. The fact that Tannehill's in there almost throw making all his passes. Yeah, he 23 did, for 29. He did not do bad at all. 312 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. I mean, I'm not surprised. You know what? He my, was a first round pick. My favorite stat line, Derrick Henry, 22 carries, 90 yards and a touchdown. He is so consistent. I, I love, love him. I love him 22 so carries, much. 90 yards, a touchdown. And an 18-yard reception. What a guy. And Deion Lewis, keep getting your one carry because it's not going to matter. Okay? It's Derrick Henry's year. All right? We've been waiting for this. Oh, Corey Davis, six receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown. He deserves to get more work just because he was that fourth fourth pick overall in the yeah. draft. A.J. Brown, six receptions, 64 yards. Everyone gets 64 yards. <laughs> John Smith gets 64 yards. Adam Humphreys gets 40 yards. He spread the ball out pretty well in this game. He did. And Tajay Sharp got the other touchdown. You got Kevin Bard getting a, a reception. For 11 yards. Why? Isn't he a safety? Wait. Wait, yeah. But they did something. Oh, that was the, the, that uh, was the, the yeah. Like the, it was the first drive of the game. Yeah. They I was like, like, wait a minute. Why does he have a reception? They did the fake punt, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I it was. I almost forgot about the Bills game. Micah Hyde did like a jump 360 on an onside Re- kick. Returned the onside kick. That was kick. insane. That was really nice. How do I miss that? I do that every that, single that game. That was crazy. Yeah, that was insane. That was a beautiful play. Yeah. 
Anyway, but, I just in my head I remember playing. I played it in slow motion. I'm like, why did I forget to say that? Yeah, literally the the basically the game is any what anyone cares about this game is that Melvin Gordon fumbled at the goal line with a chance to win the game and they lost. That's that's yeah. how it, that's what went down. Listen, how did Melvin Gordon get two receptions for negative three yards but still got in the end zone? <laughs> that's so weird. I I don't know. Hunter Henry's getting the ball a lot, which is a cause for concern because even when he was in the in the lineup, he was still considered a very good tight end. But you yeah. never really expect him to have the games he's been having the last two games coming off of injury. Yeah. I noted that that's a cause for concern. How you have another weapon coming off injury and you start looking at him more than everyone else. Yeah, because it just means you're not clicking with everyone else. Yep. And that's how. And again, this game ended on not just not being able to score. Yeah. At the one. With Melvin Gordon. They had like two or three different attempts and they just couldn't do it. I think it was two attempts. Couldn't get it. <sighs> and I just saw Melvin Gordon walking away and I'm just like, this, that explains the Chargers season. Oh yeah. Oh, in definitely. a nutshell. Definitely. It definitely it's funny does. how it ends on him, the one who holds out for four weeks. Oh, it definitely. Definitely explains Moving it. Moving on here. I think this was the, the game of the week to us last it week. It was, It was yes. the Ravens Seahawks. We both picked the Seahawks because of how hot, they, hot they've been lately. Yeah. The Ravens ended up winning this game, thirty to sixteen. The Seahawks uh, fall to five and two, and the Baltimore Ravens move up to five and two. Both teams still in the mix of being a really good team coming out of the. Uh, well, the Ravens are out of the AFC, Seahawks are out of the NFC, but still two very competitive teams, probably going into the playoffs this year, no doubt. Most likely, yeah. Lamar Jackson, nine for twenty, not a good game passing. No, one hundred forty-three yards. Has another game with 100 yards on the ground. 14 carries, 116 yards, 8.3 yards per carry and a touchdown. I actually have a little stat here by Lamar Jackson. He's he's a god. And I'll read it to you. He's a human cheat code. Entering entering that game, Lamar Jackson had more rushing yards oh, than six NFL teams. I saw that. He had 460 yards. Pittsburgh had 459. Atlanta had 441. Chicago had 403. Cincinnati, 339. Jets to 320 and then Miami 291. I, I have seen that, yeah. That is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I know people look at Lamar Jackson like he can't play this way his whole career. I mean, if it works, it works. He's just he but is. But how sustainable? So, how sustainable can this play be? I I don't how, how, how realistically. Honestly, I mean, the way I would compare him is he's just so elusive in in the way he moves. He's like Michael Vick. Yeah, he really is, and it worked for Michael Vick for basically until the dog issue, and but then he Michael came back. Vick could sling it. Yeah, that's that is true. He threw like seventy yards. Th- that is true. Michael Vick could do that. To Sean Jackson. I mean, I I just I feel like that's what I would say. I'd say he's very similar to Michael Vick, and where he just kind of it's it's impossible to tackle tackle him. He's just bouncing around. He's making these moves, and he's making defenders just look silly. It's that's, just not gonna. It's right now. It's working, but I don't think it's gonna work having like five tight ends on your roster and spreading it out to all all like four. No, five. I, I don't think it's going to work and win them, you know, a playoff game or a, a no. championship, no. But I feel like they could still have respectable seasons with him doing it. Mark Ingram's running the ball less and less. I forgot this was a revenge game for Earl Thomas. Oh, yeah, I forgot, yeah. He, uh, and he had like the game-winning pick. Yeah. That was like storybook. Dude, the NFL is just... Reality TV, when you really think about it. Honestly, it is. It's not just a sport sometimes. Money's involved. Oh, yeah. Drama happens. Antonio Brown made it a reality TV show. 
Anyway, Miles Goboykin gets 55 yards. Mark Andrews gets 39 yards. He's their favorite tight end. But you have Hayden Hurst and Nick Boyle. It's not going to work throwing to no. tight ends. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not going to happen. It doesn't help that Hollywood Brown hasn't been healthy. Yeah, that's hasn't been healthy. But I feel like that's a big issue. He's for still him. even throwing to him is not just him is not going to work. No, no, it's not. Russell Wilson, 20 for 41, 241 yards, touchdown and a pick. Chris Carson, 21 carries, 65 yards. Very small game by him. Tyler Lockett reaches the end zone, five receptions, 61 yards. Jerome Brown, three receptions, 60 yards. They just didn't play too well. No, they and really didn't. And they th- That's what cost them the game. They really, they did, really not play did cost great. them the game like that. Just playing like that on offense. It and it was it's a, it's them. impressive because they've been red hot and they've been their offense has been clicking and they've been scoring and that's probably that's why I picked the Seahawks th- and that's probably why you picked them as I well. I think if you asked me like ten times and hoping that I changed my mind to switch over to the Ravens, I don't think I would have. I don't think the I would have, have The way the Seahawks yeah. have been playing. And I didn't expect – I thought the Seahawks would kind of realize that, hey, he's going to run for 100 yards again. Yeah, and it was in Seattle. They're very good at home. That's what I'm saying. They're very at good at home. And they came up short. Very short. Yeah, two touchdowns short. Yeah. <laughs> That's just – I don't know. Their defense couldn't get anything going. Ravens, however, on the defensive side of the ball. The pick six was Marcus, uh, Peters. Marcus Peters. That's so that, weird. That basically was kind of what was sealing it. Because at that yeah. point, it was kind of over. Pretty much. And then DK Metcalf fumbles. and. Oh, my. Yeah, that was bad, too. And I think they got a touchdown off of that. So it was just very bad offensive play. Very messy. Yes. Anyway, let's hit the home stretch here. We got the Saints and the Bears. I picked the Saints without even thinking about it, just knowing, even with Trubisky, without Trubisky, the Saints are starting to click on all cylinders, mm-hmm. even without their starting quarterback, Drew Brees, on off- offensively and defensively. Drew Brees is looking to come back this week. I think they're going to hold him out until the end of the bye. That would be a smart decision. That would be the smarter decision, yeah. yes, to make. So I hope they don't rush him back. I think he gets well after the bye, and they'll be good. Again, Teddy Bridgewater has not lost nope, yet as not being yet. the starter for the Saints. So right high with him right now. What, what If it ain't broke, don't fix it again. I'll say it again for the for the Saints. But what is broken is the Chicago Bears. <laughs> they fall to 3-3. Three and three. The Saints won this game 36-25. to 25. Am I surprised? No. And, and that's deceiving. Not even a little bit. Because they scored like right at the end of the game. They did. I mean, listen, I didn't expect Mitchell Trubisky to throw 54 times. But he did. For 251 yards, two touchdowns. The run game was non-existent. Non-existent. Tariq Cohen had 10 yards rushing. Congrats. Are you considering David Montgomery a fantasy bust? Uh, I say at this point in the I season, guess, yeah. I guess so, yeah. I mean, he's on my team. I benched him for this game, but uh, good thing I did. But I, I feel like the reason I say that is because I feel like he has so much potential and he just they're just not letting him. They're not cutting him loose. Yeah. They're not letting him get it. They're not letting him get the ball. And just give him the ball twenty times and see what happens. This is like this is exactly their line isn't the worst. And, and this is this is how I felt when for the last couple of years when I had Derrick Henry and they just wouldn't let him run. It's exactly how I felt. It was the same way. I was like, if you just give him the ball, they're gonna take off, and I would draft him in fantasy because I said he's a great running back. Yeah. He has all this potential, and they just wouldn't give it to him. What do you think exactly of that Cordell Patterson punt return, that camera angle? No punt return. That was kick return. Awesome. The the camera that was angle. Awesome. Everyone was like. Bro, that's like a movie. That was so cool. That was crazy. That was. That was awesome. I loved it. I love Cord- Cordell Patterson, bro. 
I loved him a lot more too because I had their defense and special teams. Why did the Vikings ever get rid of him? Dude's still doing what he's been doing back then. Now, and he's being utilized more. The past two teams he's been on. Listen, the Raiders and uh, Raiders, the the Patriots, Patriots. now the Bears. He's done. He's been utilized in the wide receiving game. In the receiving game, he's been a running back. It's like Vikings could have really like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't think that would have taken away from been taken away from Dalvin Cook in any way, shape, or form. No. I think that would have just helped in like not at all short yarded situations, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that would have definitely help Kirk Cousins. Anyway, can't dwell on the past. Uh, yeah, dude, their their defense sucked too. What's going on with their defense? Uh, yeah, I don't know. The Bears. I have no idea what's going on with them. Not very happy. I owned them in fantasy. Thought they were going to be having a good year, and I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll bounce back. Just haven't done great. That's a tough matchup. Realistically, yeah. that's a tough matchup. It is. Uh, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater again, 23 for 38, 281 yards, two touchdowns. Lat Murray plays this game. Alvin Kamara's out. 27 carries, 119 yards, two touchdowns. That's why you sign him, because he's able to carry that workload in case something happens to Alvin Kamara. Yeah. And I never thought he was bad all season. I think he did pretty well all season. I think this this was a, a match made in heaven for him. But to go up against the, char- the, the Bears – defense people probably were skeptical about it but the fact that josh jacobs did well in london the week before is kind of telling of where they're at right now yeah as a team michael thomas nine receptions 131 yards josh hill gets a touchdown ted ginn gets two receptions 48 yards Taysom hill gets a touchdown yeah <laughs> it's kind of like makes sense it's it was just they got the, the Bears got outplayed. The Bears just got time. outplayed, and I didn't even think for one second that the Saints were going to lose. This I didn't game. either. I think every wave they played up to this point, there's no way they're going to lose. And again, you, if you're going to have a solid defense like the Bears have, as soon as that defense collapses, it's a wrap. I, oh yeah. Do you think it's the end of Mitchell Trubisky? Uh, there's it's rumors of them going out and getting a quarterback. I I don't I think so. I think it should be. People I think people are now starting to realize though that Mr. Bisky was a one year starter for North Carolina. Yeah, I know. I uh, no like I, they're just now starting to realize that. Oh, I knew that. As if we didn't know that. And no one blinked an eye when he got drafted. And and you know who got drafted in that draft later on? Mahomes and Mahomes Watson. Mahomes and Watson, who are two picks apart from each other. Yep. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. I don't think he should be playing much longer, but We'll have to see because there's no indication that the Bears want to move on from Mitch Trubisky. I would. Yeah, that's the, all as they need. As fast as I can. All they need is like an average. I'd say an average quarterback. That's all they need. And that offense is better and then their defense is not on the field and exhausted every game because they're out on the field the whole time. And they're a great team. But I think Mitch Trubisky at most is a high-paid backup. He's Chase yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Just a spitting image of Chase Daniel. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be his future in the NFL. He's not gonna be the franchise tor- franchise quarterback for the Bears because here's, no, what's, no, here's no. what's gonna happen. They're gonna hold on too long to Mr. Bisky. These defensive players are gonna want to trade out and go somewhere else, or they have a quarterback that can give them a break. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just doesn't help you that your quarterback is playing like this. Does not, and you're putting up a phenomenal performance defensively, but it all just goes back to the offense. You could have one of the greatest games defensively. People are going to point that out. They're one of the best defenses in the league. But when you lose a game like this, no one even thinks about like what happened with the defense. Like no, they just blame them. Oh yeah, it's like bro, we've been playing well all season. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but you can't expect them to be winning every single game and be out there and 
play at that high level the whole game when you they're can't out play, there. You can't win solely on defense. You no. just can't. It's no, not going to happen. Especially when your offense does literally nothing. Nothing. If their offense was at least sustaining long drives and giving their defense a break and getting field goals or something, all right, that's better. But they're not even getting – they're getting three and outs. Their defense sits down and gets right back up. Yep. There's no way they can play at a high level the whole game when majority of the time their defense is out there. You know who I feel bad for? Allen Robinson. Yeah. He's such a good wide receiver. He is, he is good. And, and he's <laughs> had to play with Bortles, Bortles and, Trubisky, and, and Trubisky. yeah. The two worst wide receivers was, probably in the league I, I was in reading, their times. I was reading um, – what was it? I read something, and they were talking about uh, – they were talking about – What's his name? Uh, Trubisky. And they refer to him as the Midwest Bortles. <laughs> yes. It makes a lot of sense. Anyway, let's move on to the Eagles-Cowboys. This is prime time on Sunday. As a Giants fan, Such I don't want to watch this game. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, listen, the Eagles lost this game by a lot. Cowboys won 37-10. to Eagles fall to 3-4. and Cowboys are 4-3, and leading to the NFC East. This is sad. The I, the Eagles are bad, bro. They're <sighs> What was that? What was that? They came out and their first two possessions were turnovers. What was that? How was... do I back up a team like that to go up against division rivals? I mean, listen, I hate the Eagles and the Cowboys probably equally. But the Eagles Bro, you won a Super Bowl like 2 days ago. <laughs> like, come on. I know mo- most of your players are still around. Listen, we're not targeting Zach Ertz in the first half. We're going to Dallas Goddard. I don't think he got the ball until almost the fourth quarter. No. And he hasn't been doing too well all season. Yeah. We're still running the ball with Boston Scott, <laughs> not Miles Sanders. What is happening? And it's very. And tell Dallas Goddard to wear something different, okay? Zach Ertz did it first. All right. They look the same. They literally look the same. They wear similar numbers. They wear the same accessories. Stop getting my hopes up. All right. Am I going to talk about the rest of their defense? No. Because nothing happened. No, nothing else. Jalen Mills gets a pick. Their corners are trash. We've known this. Need I say more? No. Dak Prescott, 21 for 27, 239 yards, touchdown and a pick. I'm sure every week is going to be the topic of discussion whether or not he gets that contract. We've been talking about this since August. Since August. I'm not going to get into that right now. No. We can have our own separate yeah. talk about that. Zeke Elliott, 22 carries, 111 yards, and a, touchdown. and a touchdown. And Dak got a touchdown. Dak Prescott gets a touchdown. And Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin gets a touchdown. Amari <laughs> Cooper, questionable for this game, ends up being healthy. Five receptions, 106 yards. Have you seen those videos of him running the routes? He's insane. He is. He and really he's is. still very, very young. I don't know. He was 100% worth that. Oh First yeah! Round pick. Oh yeah! He he's doing beautiful things for them. He that might be the perfect landing spot for him. That might have yeah. been the best he, trade. The Cowboys they're not going to regret that trade for a while. No, not at all. Blake Jarwin gets a touchdown. A one yard touchdown. One yard touchdown. One reception. One yard. One touchdown. One Listen, target. this game was on and off my TV like you wouldn't believe. This oh, was, yeah. It was just an awful to watch. It just wasn't. I was not a fan. And do you think I like listening to to Chris Collinsworth all night? You're wrong. You think I like listening to Booger McFarlane all night? You're wrong. That transitions over to the Patriots' chest, and that no, will conclude our week. No, just... no, I'm not talking about this at, at all. Oh, I was like, I don't. I'm what's... just saying. What's the point? Sam Donald's seeing ghosts, and he's getting surgery on his toe. So that's going on. We have Bill Belichick 
purposely putting out penalties. So he gives this punter room to kick, and Adam Gase is just so annoyed. He's like, dude, we just want to go home. <laughs> dude, Bill Belichick hates the, the Jets. I feel, and I told you, ever since he had that job offer he, where he pulled the Josh Daniels, or that was the original Josh Daniels move, was the Bill Belichick. He went for it on fourth and seven in the first quarter. In the first quarter, they were like a minute left. Fourteen nothing or twenty ten nothing, whatever it was. It was a ten nothing lead. Like what the hell? They knew this was gonna end like that. Oh yeah, bro. They put up the same score they did week one. <laughs> These guys are raking teams out here. Let's see the remainder of the schedule. Listen, they got they a Browns have, team they at have home. Eighteen interceptions so they, this season. Yeah, Jeez. they have the leverage on the Browns already, considering their season yeah. is kind of iffy. But they're also at home, so that helps. Their best game of the year is going to be Patriots Ravens. That's, and that's one already of the games prime time. Where we agreed they might lose. There's a chance they can lose. Because listen, the Patriots will force you to throw and they'll pick pick it off. Yeah. But the amount of times Lamar Jackson runs, it's kind of like the, he might actually have some pretty solid leverage yeah, on him this game. He might. They have the Eagles after that, Cowboys. So it's pretty much they're pretty much demolishing the NFC yeah. East for the, the next couple weeks after that. Texans, Chiefs. Uh, Pat Mahomes should be back by then. Bengals. Yeah. And we mentioned, at worst, they're going to end 13-3. At worst, yeah. At worst. At absolute worst. And we said the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Texans are the teams that we could see possibly beating them. That's it. Bro, Sonny Michelle had three touchdowns with only 2.2 yards <laughs> per carry. This is honestly ridiculous. Sam Donald played off. off. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what would you mention his quarterback rating was? Did you tell me that? No. Someone else told me today. It must have been. I forgot what it was. Like, oh, But with fantasy, awful. he ended up with, he ended with like negative six points. That's just not... 86 yards, four picks. It's not good. The light of this offense is Le'Veon Bell. Just get to the picks. It's not even worth it. Yeah, this <laughs> is, this game was disgusting. Jets, you're awful. Disgusting. Picks. Anyway, let's get to our picks. Honestly, I don't even know what I'm picking. I didn't even think about it. But to give everyone a recap of last week, we're now tied 42-42. to 42. I was up by one last week. Yeah. But who did I end up picking that I wasn't supposed to pick? You ended up picking the Eagles. The Eagles back. And I picked the Cowboys. Um, That was one of the difference games that we had. The other one was you picked the Cardinals. Cardinals, I picked the Giants. So I got that wrong. And then I picked the uh, Vikings. You picked the Lions. Yeah. So that that was where the differences lied. Anyway, let's move on to our week eight picks. Here we go. Redskins at Vikings. Who do you got, Chris? This is Thursday Uh, Night Football. I'm also taking the Vikings, sir. Seahawks at Falcons. Seahawks. Seahawks never taken the e- the Falcons again um, this year. Uh, Chargers at Bears. This is disgusting. I, I picked the Chargers. I just it was a hard one to do, but I I'm taking the them. Bears. Chargers suck. You're taking the Chargers here. Yeah. We got to pick something different, so we're going with that. Giants at Lions. I'm going Lions. I picked the Giants. Stop picking the Giants. This is where you go wrong. Anyway, I'm not going to change your mind, so let's just put Giants there. Listen, they're on the road. And they've been awful. I don't care if Saquon's <laughs> back. I picked the Cardinals for a reason. Jets at Jags. I'm taking the Jags. Well, who do you think I'm going to pick? I'm not picking the Jets. Whenever <laughs> I pick the Jags, they haven't failed me. That's been like my yeah, my easy Jags. pick. So this is a London game. Bengals at Rams, the but Rams. they're in London. But they're considered the home team. I'm taking the Rams. I think they're going to travel well. The Bengals 0-7. You think they're going to travel well? No. Uh, we got the Buccaneers at Titans. I picked the Bucs. I'm taking the Bucs too. Actually... No, I'm taking the Titans, dog. Okay. Let's go. Ryan Tannehill? Okay. Corey Davis? Derrick Henry? I mean, I hope Derrick Henry does well. Oh, he's going to have to. But 
Eagles at Bills. I'm going to pick the Bills. I think it's a get-right game for the Eagles. We have a lot of different If games. I lose this two weeks in a row, I'm not be- I'm not picking the, the Eagles ever again. You're taking the Bills? Oh, yeah. Broncos at Colts. I picked the Colts. Colts. I got to stop picking against the Colts. It's kind of <laughs> been my downfall. We have like four games different already. Yeah, I know. Uh, we got the Cardinals at Saints. I'm Saints. picking the Saints. I know you're sad about that, but yeah, gotta it is it. what it is. They're my Super Bowl contender to go up against the Patriots, and then the Patriots probably winning that, but that's another thing for another day. This is the hard pick. I'm picking the Panthers. Niners. This Panthers. is my bold pick. Oh, I'm totally, Remember how I said I'm when the show. I'm definitely going opposite of you here. When I said this is your bold pick? when I said at the show, I, I said I have a bold pick, and you and you said, "All right, we'll get to it." That's what it was. I'm picking the Panthers. That's disgusting. I don't know why you would do that. Because I just have a feeling. I'm glad I'm picking the Niners, considering you're an Eagle, you're a Falcons fan, and you're just gonna be upset about this later. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <coughs> oh I definitely will be, but I just have a feeling I'm just gonna go with it. We got Raiders at Texans. I have the Texans. I'm scared to pick the Texans, but I'm picking them. <laughs> It's at Texans. Um, yes. It's in Houston. Yeah, I don't think the Raiders can win that one. Again, we mentioned it before. We did the math. Their ceiling is 24 <laughs> points. The Texans can put up like 50 oh, if they oh, want yeah. to. Uh, we got Browns at Patriots. I'm taking Patriots. the Patriots here. They're at home. This is their first challenge of the season. I think they're gonna have some. They're gonna have some fun toying around with the Browns this game. Oh yeah. Packers at Chiefs without Pat Mahomes. I have the Packers. Would you have picked the Chiefs if Pat Mahomes was healthy? No. No? No. I would still pick the Packers. I'm going Packers, too. It's a shame that that's prime time. Without it's Mahomes. been a shame for some of these TV networks because Zion's out for like six to eight weeks I know. in the NBA. And that, and is, their, that is their beautiful child. Like yeah, that's all they talk that's about. The NBA, that's the NBA's you know, flower child. Last game, Dolphins at Steelers. Ew. Steelers. This is Monday night. I hope I have something to study for. I'm not watching this Yeah, game. I don't know if I... Uh, I might find something to do. <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch. Would you that. pick the Dolphins? I pick the Steelers. I'm kidding. I really wanted you to no pick way the Dolphins. I'm picking the Dolphins. Anyway, we have some. We have a lot of similar picks here, but this is going to come down to Giants, Lions, Titans, Bucks, Eagles, Bills, Niners, Panthers. That's what it's going to come down to the next four week. games. Four games. We're tied forty-two to forty-two. We need some. I need to picks, get though. a giant lead on you before it's too late. It needs to happen. I don't know. I mean, you just got to see. I took a bold prediction. I figured, hey, why not? Why not try it? Why not take that bold prediction? Because I, I don't know. I just had a weird feeling. Like, I looked Watch at the Kyle Panthers. Allen throw like six touchdowns or something. No, I just have a weird feeling about the Panthers. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I looked at that game and I got drawn to the Panthers. And I was just like, I have to go with my gut. I don't know why I picked it, but that's why I picked it. I mean, we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, we can wrap it up here. Is there anything else you wanted to add? About this week or going into next week, what's the game of the week for you next week? What? What's, what's the What's the game of the week for you? For me, um, because there's got to be one that we're definitely looking forward to. I am looking forward to. I'm gonna say Niners Panthers. Yeah, I would say that or the uh, or the Raiders Texans. I think will be good. Too. I hate when they play each other. I know, like but I, th- I think it'll still be good. It should be good. I, I mean, so. I mean, the Packers Chiefs will still be okay. But just not what it, it's not going to live up to what it should have been. I think this will be the game of the week just because they're both so bad right now. Chargers Bears, one of them something's got to give for both it, teams. It'll be like something it, has to it, give. It'll be like like I don't know like seventeen to like ten or something. It's not going to be. A great... We think that watch it be like high score. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because Mr. B- this is going to be one of those Mr. Bisky games where he throws for like four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. And then Philip Rivers is like, oh yeah, I'll <laughs> throw for five. 
and, he, like and he's gonna yell and go hey, home. Ron. And, and then go home and talk to all of his 11 kids. His 11 kids, yeah. <laughs> I don't have friends, so I gotta have kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we can end it off here, right? Yeah. All right, so I appreciate you guys for listening to the Franchise Tag NFL Podcast. We'll be back with you next week to talk some week eight. That being said, make sure to follow at Franchise Tag Pod, Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel of the Franchise Tag NFL Podcast. And you can listen on any other podcasting platform that you please or that you like. Is that how you say it? That you please? Yeah. Damn, yeah. I was so smooth and I like I stumbled <laughs> on my words. Anyway, I mean, I guess that's a staple in this podcast. But, uh, yeah, again, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.